Excellent. Excellent. Good. Good. I'm actually uh, happy because when I first came outside, I guess the neighbors left their dog on the balcony. I forgot he's out there. So the dog was. <laughs> it's actually kind of awkward. I'm wearing a like a peach-colored shirt, but it looks like my skin is like. So what's the weather like by you, Bubba? It's chilly, man. It's yeah. uh, in the fifties right now. Nice. Let's see. I'm trying to get this and post it to the Facebook page. Facebook on my computer is really acting a damn fool. Yeah. Right now. I don't know. The um, obviously I have a cigarette right now, but tonight. I actually, I was really sad when I couldn't rendezvous with you for the New Year's Snakes and Stogies. Um, but I pulled <laughs> one of these out specifically for that. Ooh, I don't know that I've ever had a Maduro Cohiba. Is that, I mean, is that a, one of the Cuban Cohibas? Yeah, so that's one of the Cuban Cohibas. That's yeah, I don't think I've ever had a Maduro Cuban. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's, it's super oily, like a Liga. Um, it has everything that you'd expect out of a Cohiba. And I got a, I've got a, I had a box of 20 that my employer brought back from Cuba direct flight. And, uh, I've had like two of them and now we're going to have number three. <clears throat> Look, you're already a bad influence. What's going on, Tavion? What's going on, Tavion? I got nothing. I'm sorry. I'm trying to post this link and it's not uh, like Facebook's really struggle busting right now, dude. Really? Yeah, this is bizarre. So I imagine that like the same way that Twitter explodes. on I don't know. I don't think so. Like that shouldn't be the issue with Facebook, but look what I got printed, dude. Rock and roll, dude. I love it. Rock and roll. I was actually going to well, ask has- is that- I, I should have got a QR code on it so people could just scan it and it take them straight to the magazine like Billy did and put it like right here. Like I made the QR code for Billy to put on the cards and then I didn't put it on my own like an idiot. So. Where I am. Um, so in two weeks, I leave for Vegas for my annual business convention. And I was going to do it and I just have been procrastinating. But there's a company called My Blue that makes a plastic credit card that excuse me, it looks like <clears throat> it looks like one of those uh, tags you put on your shirt that says, hello, my name is. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, it's 30 bucks, one-time fee, and it the credit card itself is a RFID chip. So you put in whatever information that you want, and you literally just touch it to a smartphone, and that boom, it turns on the contacts. So like, if I was to go to the trade show that I'm about to go to, and I had it, Instead of handing out a business card and handing out a business card and bringing a stack of business cards with me, I can have just one of those. And providing their phone is like, I think it's an iPhone 8 or like Galaxy 6 and greater, it can accept it. What and does that mean? Does it just like bring straight to the link? No, no, no. Like there's not an app they have to have, right? No, there's no app or nothing. So basically, they unlock their phone. You touch the credit card to, or the business card, I should say, to the phone, wherever the RFID reader is. So like on an iPhone, it's at the bottom. On a, on a Galaxy, it's like towards the left side. And then you, right. they, you just touch it to it, like quick. And it 
as long as their phone's unlocked, it'll open up a page and say, you have you know information, would you like to add to contacts? And it puts whatever you provided them with. So if it's email and uh, cell phone number, you know, work number, whatever it is, uh, you know, physical address of the facility, whatever you want to put on there, it puts on there. So basically there's like no excuses now for people to not get a hold of you. Except for a guy like me where I've only got uh, iPhone 6 and it doesn't work. So oh, that's Yeah. You see, I wonder if Facebook's being as weird on my phone as it is on my computer. I mean, I was just on I'm on a I'm on a Mac, so I have Safari and Chrome open because Chrome I works. just use Chrome. I don't even use Safari. Yeah, I love Safari, man. Safari always works like a million bucks, except for like what we're doing right now. So like on Facebook, I use Chrome and then on, on this live thing we found out last time I was like, screw it, I'll just use Chrome. So but yeah, man, I won't lie. It's uh, it's like fifty eight here, and it feels great. Yeah, I like it. It's it's a it's a little cooler than that here, but yeah, I uh, I'm wearing a light hoodie, and I still have shorts and flip flops. Rock and roll, Florida. Yeah, I'm wearing socks. So I don't have anything on. Nothing. I got a million things going on right now. I'm trying to line up a Fox. podcast guest. Just socks. Um, yeah, just I'm just wearing my socks. I won't lie, you've uh, you've been pretty nifty with the uh, cigar smoking photos on the hazard page, and like the one you posted tonight on Palmetto Coast Exotics about our little snakes and stogies. Those photos are coming out great, man. And then the uh, the ad you did for the scorpion. I'm a hipster. hipster. I love it. I love it. The article picture you did with the with the bicolor is that is that yours? Did you take that photo? I took that a couple years ago. That was the first bicolor I had. Oh, cool. That photo came out great. That looked fantastic. Yeah, I took that years ago. That was with like my first camera. That was with my um, – I had a Sony DSCH9, which is what Al Koritz used forever with his videos and photos. You know, years ago. We're talking like mid-2000s. Yeah. <clears throat> that was the first camera I got before I upgraded to my Nikon that I have now. Cool. And uh, that thing, you know, that thing did a decent job. It's definitely not a like a DSLR sort of style body like the Nikon is, but right, pretty dope. Yeah, all my, all my coworkers are camera people, and they're all they were all Nikon, and now they're all going to Sony mirrorless. And mm-hmm. I love photography, man. Like I love it, but I don't want to get wrapped up in the camera game because. There's so much stuff to learn and there's always changing. And I feel like, I feel like I don't love it enough to commit to it that much, but I kind of feel like in it. So I don't know. It's, it's still on the list of things that I might want to do. It's, you know, it's, it's, there is, I guess to someone who's kind of wanting to get into it, but doesn't really know, like I can understand why it would be sort of intimidating because there's just like, there's a lot going on, especially with the, uh, um, hold on. There's, I mean, there's a learning curve with a lot of it. You know, you have all these different settings and then learning, you know, sort of the basics, ISO, uh, aperture, white balance, all that stuff. Uh, I really truthfully avoided manual mode for years 
And then just within the last probably year or so, I was given some old lenses that work on my camera because they came from a Nikon guy. Uh, and the only mode they work on is manual. So mm. it kind of forced me to, to learn manual a little bit. And I'm actually really appreciative of it because I love that lens. And now like manual mode is the only thing I use. You know, I, don't, I don't get off anything else. So I was finishing up a little uh, psycho stick. Now I'm moving on to bigger game. Excellent. The box. There's the box. Dude, I love this thing. Yeah, box like I could not love I could not love a human baby more than I love this cigar <laughs> case. I'm gonna give so Chris at Badlands for Pediculture sent me a, a handful of goodies to try. These uh these archetypes were kind of the main thing he's been talking about, telling me about to try out. So I saw this that is the Axis Axis Mundi. So nice. See how it is. Got my coffee with me. Nice. And you said you do the press, and you said he does the um, the uh, uh, bag <clears throat> on the on the coffee. You, oh you yeah, this is this, this is what's left of like the cold brew that I made yesterday. So mm -hmm. I have I'm probably gonna polish it off just because there's not a whole lot left. So. That basically is just one giant French press, but it's made for, it's like marketed as cold brew. Cool. And really, you can make cold brew in anything as long as you have a good way to filter. Right, right, right. Stuff out, so. But he got some, uh, my local coffee guy got some Ethiopian in, so I've been giving that a shot. It's pretty good. Nice, nice. I think the, the Costa Rica and the Brazil are picking my favorite still. What's been happening, though? With that? So what's been going on? Not much, man. I, um, <clears throat> I basically, uh, I got those key breaks I told you about that I was going to get. Yep. So I got them. And uh, the baby needs to shed because the baby, I don't want to say it's, it's got to be a yearling or at least nine, ten months old. But it still has like this funky gray color to it. Almost like it never dropped the silver coat. Um, mm -hmm. And I really wanted to shed so like I could see what it really looks like. But I'm wondering if it's just a muted, gray-looking baby. I mean, it's not like exanthic or anything. It's just muted, for lack of a better word. Um, right. And then the big one, the big male, that thing is a whack job. Psychotic. Yeah, and I mean, it's not even psychotic like won't let me control it or like won't let me take it out. It's pretty all right on the hook. I won't lie. Um, but like I walked in the and the thing was like basking, freaked out, did like a complete 360 backflip, smacked its head in the side of the vision cage. I thought it broke its rattle. The whole thing just spasmed out. And I was like, I didn't even touch him. I, literally, I just walk in the room. So I think we need some time to like just settle. I put one of those big, giant, black plastic hide caves in there, so hopefully he just goes in there and just forgets about life. Um, and then, uh, what was it? What's today? Today is, uh, what was it, Wednesday? Wednesday the knobtail died? You uh, yeah. No, it had to be sooner than that. 
What's today? Today's that was like Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe maybe Friday. Friday maybe morning. Yeah. Yeah. I've kind of just I've just blocked it on my mind, bro. Like I was I was legit, like not to sound like a whiny little wussy, I was legit fucked up from that. Like you have so many animals over the years, you've had so many animals pass away. It's part of the game. I hate saying it. You know, things happen. But dude, that little bastard. There's some that sting more than others. It was rough, man. Because I literally went to go check the bins like I do every day. And like, I don't touch him every day. I just open it, make sure he's, you know, happy. He doesn't have any stuck skin or anything. And it was just like upside down, like, uh, that sucks, like, it had to have happened in the middle of the night. Like was still like didn't even get rigor mortis yet. Just like there, so mm-hmm. like, oh, man, sixteen months. It's that gecko. What? Oh really? Yeah, it's it's that gecko. Actually, I lied. I think that's the male. Yeah, that might be the male. I don't remember. That's I. I mean, the only I can relate, you know, with that condor I got a couple months ago. That mm-hmm. I was super man. I was so pumped for that snake. Like that was going to, I was going to pair him up, you know, this year it's going to do all kinds of stuff with him. And I probably shouldn't have even like announced my plans or told anybody because I just woke up and he was dead up. Sucks. And I have no idea what happened. Um, it's just one big shot in the nuts. It's probably actually better that I was, cause I was like, I, I had a cold or something that week. Like I was really feeling like crap. Mm-hmm. And I was so loaded up on cold meds and stuff that I was just like, I woke up that morning and found it. And I just kind of stood there and stared at it for like five minutes. I was, just, I was just like, what do I do? Yeah. The same thing. No, your, your initial response, my initial response was no, 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 no. And then like I lifted the, th- like the, the rocks that are in there and like the tree bark or uh, the uh, cork bark that's in there. Like I lift it up and I like, I pick them up and like I hold them. And then like you take that deep breath in, you're like, yeah, yeah, I was like, well, I walked in that morning and I couldn't find him. Like, he wasn't on the perches. And I was like, all right. Then I noticed him under like the paper towel in the back of the tub. And I was like, okay. I was like, that's not good. Cause I could tell he was in a position that normally, if they're just grounded and coiled, that's not like the paper towel don't look like that. Right. And I found him and he was like all like twisted up, mouth open, like biting himself. Just really, really bizarre. Yeah, so, the worst. The worst. That was a that was a big nut shot because that was legitimately one of my favorite chondros, probably in the chondro community right now. It's just a, it was un- undocumented uh, animal that was an import. And super excited about it, and it's gone. What's that? Well, it is cold out here. You're gonna be cold. What's up, princess? Can she not hear me because you have headphones on? She should be able to. Oh. <laughs> can I can't hear you. Oh. Well, hi to you. Because there's holes in here. Oh, okay. What are you doing? You don't watch the movie? No. No. Oh. The movie's not over yet. You just came to check in on me? The, um, the rich girl, um, and the rich guy, he... They are going to break up. They're going to break up. Oh. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you've never seen It Takes Two, she's about to ruin it. 
Mental note. The Olsen, got, the Olsen I, twins in their heyday. I haven't told I haven't told you the rest, so Good. Don't spoil it. Phil wants to watch the rest of it takes two. So don't tell him the ending. What? Get out of here, strangling. <laughs> Not sure. Seriously. What's up? Senor Martinez. Buenas noches. <clears throat> so yeah, I, uh, I I had to put together a a Python portal today. I remember I was talking about that female a couple of, like maybe a week or two ago that just I moved she's been in the two hundred court. And I moved the male in. He was about the same size as her until another 200 quart of his own, and he's been doing fine. But this female just has really been not adjusting well, it seems like. Receptive or just not adjusting? Just not adjusting. Like, she went from being, like, a rock-solid feeder to being, like, a kind of, like, if I pester her, close the cage, come back in five or ten minutes, pester her some more. Sometimes she takes. And then the last, like, two days she's been grounded. So I'm like, all right. Clearly, this isn't working. So I made I put it together a seventy quart today, and then took some paper bags and cut them and blocked out the sides except the front. Okay. Um, I'm trying belly heat on this too. I don't know if that's going to work or not. We'll okay. See, but basically just just cutting her down, giving her something a little smaller, a little more privacy. Maybe she'll she'll kind of come back to being sure. normal and just leave her in there for a while. A little uh, medicinal isolation. Yes. Okay. And uh, how are the numbers from uh, issue three? Good. Uh, I can tell you what they are in a minute. Okay. I figured that's what you were. I'm talking to a, a guy right now about coming on THP this week. Oh, okay. The multitask. I'm trying to multitask. It's not working. So it's all right. Go <clears throat> through uh, your last ish, uh, last episode, just because the mental and stuff. And uh, it sounds great. I love it. Mental bottleneck. Um. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Where is? Come on, issue. Statistics. Let's see. We are at... What's up, Dan? We're at 500 reads so far for the latest issue. It's been 10 days since it was uh, posted. Okay. Um, so not as much as kind of our other ones, but I've also been putting a lot of dollars into Facebook promotions and stuff. So, okay. It's all, it's, it's steadily growing. I mean, it's, it's definitely continuing to climb on a daily basis. Cool. The, um, the ratio I have, I have, I was going to say the ratio of new readers is that increasing regardless of the diminishing number of reads? 
Uh, I don't think it tells me that. Okay. Okay. Um, but I mean, I've been running ad campaigns in pretty much every English speaking country. Um, so UK, you know, Scotland, Ireland, um, Australia, Canada, the entire US, South Africa. Um, I think I did some in Spain and France, Germany, Excellent. Sweden. Um, just places where I know like the hobby is kind of bigger. Yeah, you you named the hobby right there. <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. Well, it's good stuff, man. I really I love it. I love doing it. I love reading it. I love checking it out. Um I uh I was actually gonna ask you, you gotta later when we hang up, you gotta send me the link for the shirt you sent me because I wanna get a hoodie and I wanna try and have a hoodie for Carpet Fest. Ooh. They don't do hoodies, but I can oh shit, I can probably put them on Teespring and you can order through there if you wanted to. Okay. I just I when I was making stuff on Canva, I saw that you could do shirts. Like that was one of the templates they had, and then it was like, "Oh, do you want to print?" And I was like, "Let's see how it is," because it was fairly cheap. It was like twenty bucks shipped. Right. And I got one. Billy got one. You got one. You're we're like the only three people in the world that have one. Um, oh, that's because awesome. we're cool. That's it's uh, so much cooler than I thought, dude. That's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> Now, much to, to Nipper's distress because Nipper was like really upset. Dude, I I'll be honest. If you if you want me to to buy one and ship him one, I will gladly buy him one and ship him one because I feel like he needs one. Well, I mean, I thought about it, but I know shipping international is like it costs us like six like sixty or seventy bucks to probably ship that overseas. You know what, dude? Just tell me when you get the shirt, and I will use my FedEx account from work. And I will I will pay for the shipping. You pay for the shirt, I'll pay for the shipping, and our boy is taken care of. I can get it printed and sent to you. Okay. So that's fine. We I'll can we can we can circumnavigate that. I'm cool. Um, but yeah, I got a good strategy as far as building the magazine now. Like we have our we have an advertiser, like a, a paid advertiser now. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing crazy. It's Reptiles Express. <clears throat> it's great. Um, so what our plan is, is to take a percentage of ad sales, put it into the, the marketing and promotion stuff on Instagram and Facebook, cool. continue to build the brand, which is only going to get it more eyeballs, which is only going to build it more, which is only going to make it more appealing to more advertisers. Right. And then just like snowball from there. <clears throat> cool. So the plan is in motion. Um, I haven't really, I don't really want to spend money on ad, ads and Instagram when I can sort of do all the Instagram stuff like myself. Like I can do the footwork on Instagram and put in the time. Right. I may try it out just to see how it does, but that's been growing pretty well too. I mean, we're at like, um, ba, 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 switch accounts. Cause I've got like 20 I'll log out of my personal one. Or I can just look it up like a normal person. You could, let me ask you this while you're doing that. Um, just cause this is our, this is my second time doing this with you or third time doing this with you on the live. I think it's my second. Um, is there a way that I can see who's still on and who's not? I don't think I can even see who is. It just okay. tells me there's that there's two people. There's two, okay. I, there's, there's two sets of eyes. Okay. Um, so we're at 1200 and change as far as followership on the Instagram for the magazine. 
on Instagram for the magazine, which is pretty good considering I just started the account on September 17th. Yeah, that's great, man. That's great. And I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. Um, My only concern with the Instagram algorithms for the advertising is a, is it really going to reach to the right people? And then because so many people who love reptiles, their main focus on Instagram may not be reptiles or amphibians, but if you're only going to say 2000 people and let's say a thousand of those people are already following the page, like, is there a way you can guarantee it's to people that aren't already following? Uh, no, but here's what I, what I can tell from advertising on Facebook and I've done it a bunch between, you know, all the different pages I manage. I've advertised on Facebook a lot. Um, right. Basically, you're paying for Instagram, like consider Instagram like a dam. Okay. When you pay for ads on Instagram, <clears throat> however much you pay is however much Facebook who own, I mean, Facebook owns Instagram now, or they have right. for a couple years. But right. Basically, when you pay for that, that's them lifting up the dam so far. Right. They're allowing so much water. Yeah, they're they're the one controlling your visibility. If you pay more, you get more visibility. If you pay less, you know, you don't get as much. Right. Because, I mean, that's the only way I can really, that makes any sense. Because it tells you when you do a Facebook ad, like, this is how many likes you'll get per page or on your page per day or estimated. It's usually very accurate, too. Like, they know what they're doing. And so I think it's literally just them saying, like, okay, he's paying this much, so we'll make sure that he gets seen uh, within this many people because we know that statistically with this many people, he's going to get this many likes. And then you pick interests. Like, you you select your demographics and stuff. Okay. You know, you pick where it goes, what the people are into, age group, mm-hmm. uh, gender. Um, and then, like, interests and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I also know that the <laughs> big brother is in full force um, because, for example, uh, I got a huge con- – I love Rick and Morty. I'm like a Rick and Morty junkie. And I was talking to my friend about it, and we, like, went into this whole Rick and Morty thing. And, like, I never look at Rick and Morty stuff on Instagram, like, ever. Like, that, I watched And the then show. it started popping up. Dude, like crazy. Like crazy. It's creepy, right? Yeah, I mean, we all signed up for it. You know, in the 1960s, oh, no, the government's listening. They're wiretapping the phone. Now we literally agree to it on Google, which I think is hilarious. And we're like, hey, wiretap, what's the cop capital of Montana? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Ugh. But I think that that is a good way to go about it, too, is doing what you're going to be doing or what you are doing, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. Because you are very good, at, and I mean you, I want to say the the herpetoculture franchise, I'll call it, whether it be the podcast or the magazine or just the <laughs> friends, you know what I mean? Um, the fact that you are friends with all these other podcasts, there's still that exposure out there. So that's very, very beneficial to our cause. Just pay me. <laughs> kind of a good deal. Dan. I don't know. Like to me, I just I like I really enjoy, especially with Instagram. Like to me, Instagram is like a game. Like I will spend all day on that, 
trying to see how far I can get it grown in, you know, a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have the apps, the, the Instagram management apps? No. So I get advertisements all the time and I don't know why, but I get advertisements all the time for these particular apps. They're paid apps and it literally lets you manage your, excuse me, let you manage your Instagram as to what people are like the amount of time someone spends on a picture, like milliseconds, uh, why they liked your photo on Tuesday, but they didn't like your photo on Wednesday. You know, all, all these different statistical numbers that they're getting from the data of your page. And I've contemplated it, but at the same time, I'm doing it strictly for fun. This is not my business. You know what I mean? Well, at least right. not yet, but I'm doing this because I love this shit and I love you guys and I love all the friends that I've met internationally and stateside through Instagram. And which is a weird thing too, because I feel like as social media blossoms even more than it already has, the term friend becomes quite interesting. Because I think about all the yeah. friends that I've met, whether it be internationally or stateside or crap in my local South Florida area. And of all of them, I think you and Bratz are the only ones I've actually ever met. You know? Yeah. Well, that's that's why the whole like carpet fest are so important, man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like that was that was what Carpet Fest was was supposed to be. Right. Originally, like that's what it was all about. It wasn't all about money fundraised. It wasn't all about uh, auctions or any of that. You know, it was just literally, hey, let's get from behind our computer screens and link up and do our thing. Bro, who sent you like that? Who sent you that? James James Lewis. That's amazing. That's phenomenal. Oh my god! I don't know if if it was meant to be like. I mean, James is always cracking jokes and stuff. That's phenomenal. I love that. That's your new contact photo, by the way. <laughs> Got to get with that rid of that one with the midget stripper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool, Sean. So forgive my ignorance. Who's Sean? He is. He's. I believe he's new. I, this is the first I've seen him in live streams. So, but this is the first. This is Eddie's first time he's he's come to a live, uh, cool. live show. Well, welcome to the party, Sean. Great, great last name, by the way. Love it. Wagner. Listen to Wagner. He's a random guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the magazine, like the more we put it out, the more it'll, it'll grow just on its own. Um, I mean, that's kind of my philosophy with just about everything is like, put it out. If, you know, if, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. Yes. You know, you just keep doing it, stay at it, be consistent and the rest will follow. Most definitely. Most definitely. I, um, I probably shouldn't say this, but uh, my good friend is majorly into reptiles, and he's been a breeder for whew, decades. He's not the most technologically savvy, and he's not the most social media guy. Um, he had no idea about the magazine. And I was sitting there, and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I just sent Justin the uh, – because he knows about you. I talk about you all the time. And uh, I was like, I just sent Justin the scorpion stuff. He's like, what scorpion stuff? I said – 
you know, a, a, a copy for the magazine article. Hopefully, you know, hopefully he uses it. And he's like, what magazine? And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Man. Like, we were sitting at work and, uh, and he pulled it up and he's like, dude, you never told me this. I said, of course I told you this. This is all I do, you know? With it, one more guy. Oh, thanks, Brennan. Yeah, I mean, it's like it said. I mean, I don't – if it really hasn't – it hasn't gone anywhere yet. And, I mean, it's it's going to. It just mm-hmm. – it's a matter of consistently putting it out. Um, you know, it's going to happen. It just – with time, you know, it's like that's kind of the issue is people want immediate results and they want them now. And people right. give up on things early because they didn't see results from it. And it's like you just got to stick with it. Like the podcast, like THP. Right. I was sure that we would be working at that and chipping away at it for probably at least a year and a half to two years before it really got any traction. Right. Like before it really like started popping up on radars and stuff. And so when you go into it with like without any sort of preconceived notions about what you you know, what you think it will be or what you want it to be, whatever you you know, however you want to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it ended up blowing up faster than than me and Jake ever would have thought it would have. <clears throat> yeah, I was actually thinking about how I came across and like how you and I got to talking. Somebody asked me, and I can't remember what, who it was, but and I was like, I think it just popped up on a hashtag, like a random Instagram hashtag, and it was the it was the the THP logo. And I was like, what is mm-hmm. this? I must, I must listen to this. <laughs> you know? So I, it's great, man. I freaking love it. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's funny you say that too, about looking through Instagram because me and Jake were talking earlier about like, man, we need to like, who are we going to have on, you know, this upcoming week, we want to do something different, you know, diversify and get something right. other than snakes on the show. Sure. And so I was like, it'd be really cool to do an episode on paint tortoises. So I went on Instagram, hashtag pancake tortoises, yeah. and then found this guy in like Boca Raton who uh, he apparently has a ton of different tortoises and they all like his, his whole, everything looks great. Like he looks legit as hell. And I'm messaging, I'm messaging him right now. Uh, I don't know. He's the Southern reptile on Instagram. I think. The Southern. Look it up. I'm calm. Yeah. I'm talking to him right now. <clears throat> Interesting. Well, considering that I live in Boca Raton and I know a lot of Herper people, I, I'm, I'm now I'm interested. <laughs> Is it the southern what? Reptile. The southern reptile. Yeah, I uh, I am embarrassed to say I have no idea who this person is. Yeah, and so I mean that's like the that's what I love about Instagram. It's like you want to find something, just search yeah. it and it's there. Yeah, coming up. You see who I'm talking about? Yeah, the, well, the southern reptiles is what it is. South Florida keeper breeder and seller of tortoises and turtles. Yeah, I'm dude. I, I'm wondering if I know this person. That's doesn't great. have his name anywhere on it. Yeah, I'm actually I'm going to the website right now just to snoop and be a creeper. <laughs> I I looked on there too and I didn't find it. So. Okay. 
but I like that's the kind of the neat thing is like when me and Jake do a non-snake episode, it's almost always well, it's guaranteed to be an episode of something that me and him have some sort of interest in, like Europlatus. Sure, sure. You know, like we both love Europlatus. We don't keep them. We don't know a ton about them, but it's like mm-hmm. let's find someone who does. Mm. And then pancake tortoises. Like pancake tortoises are cool as hell. If I was going to keep tortoises, yeah. it would be those. And so I was like, find someone who knows what to knows what to do with pancakes and get them on. You know. That is one of my one of my dream enclosures is to have a rock wall in my in my living room when I'm famously rich, maybe not famous but just rich, and uh, I want a rock ledge wall with like ten breeding pairs of cataphractus and a whole herd of southern pancake tortoises just chilling at the bottom, eating cacti. Like that is like the coolest enclosure ever. Go ahead. They're just they're cool tortoises. I mean, my my experience with Chelonians is pretty limited. I you know, water aquatic turtles I think are just a major pain in the ass. But mm-hmm. mm. much respect, It'll be much respect. But I, it's not for you and me. It's too much, dude. You should see. You follow Terrapin Station Exotics. You follow Brett and Mike. No, but I need to. Diamondback. The, the guys that own Terra Orb. Are also like diamondback terrapin freaks, and I mean they have like hundreds of these things, and you should see their freaking setups, man. Like nice, nice. You want to talk about like I asked because we had them on the show, and uh, we I was asking them because that was my biggest gripe when I was keeping aquatic turtles is like it seems like there's not a filter on the market that can keep up with these damn things. <clears throat> and they were like, oh well, you know you need to talk to us because we make our own and like. These things could keep a freaking like dolphin enclosure clean. <clears throat> really? And yeah, I mean they have the science like broken down, man. They've got it all down pat. Yeah, that's awesome. Huh? Like Florida oh. sucks because they're the diamondback I believe, I believe it's the diamondbacks are native to North Florida in like a small area of Jackson outside Jacksonville. But you're only allowed I think, think there's some on the panhandle. There's oh, really? there's a couple of subspecies though, and there's a lot of them actually. There's there's they're definitely okay. not all the same, but there's you're some of the panhandle in the Gulf, I think. Yeah, you're you're not allowed to have any terrapins as pets in Florida, except you're allowed to have one per household, I think, or one per person per household. But you can't buy it, sell it, or trade it. I think you're allowed to like field collect one over four inches. That's, I think that's how it is here too. That must be a federal law because I'm almost positive that's how they are here as well. You're not yeah, allowed how to. Get, how do guys breed them then? You know. I don't, I don't know. Permits or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But that's that's another one, you know. Like diamondback terrapins are probably one of my favorite species in native turtle next to the spotteds. And so it was like, let's find someone who keeps those things, you know, just yeah. like the obscure, of course, obscure stuff. Yeah, of course. You um, and forgive me because I've listened to every single one of your podcasts and I'm drawing a blank on it. But you and Jake have not had Terra Orbit on yet, have you? We have. Okay. Okay. It was, it's, it's, it's a many episodes back. But let me see which episode number it is. Cause I don't even remember. Dude, it gets to the point now where I can't keep up with Dude, it who we've had on and who we haven't. That was episode 30. Mm. Let me look. I'll be that guy. I'll be like, oh yeah, I listened to that. And then I didn't because I'm an idiot. 
or I might have been, I may have been doing something obscure in the background. Uh, available episodes. Uh, episode 30, I'm assuming that's 2018. Yeah. I need to get my boots. My feet are cold. You're uh, we'll see, man. So, uh, <clears throat> pardon me for clearing my throat, ladies and germs. All right, Sean. Uh, to already have to commercial permit. Oh, okay, that's cool, Sean. That's very cool. I'm sure it's a pain in the ass, but still interesting. Hey, uh, Justin, I can't you I can't post their comments like you can. Right? I don't know. If you go to the comment on the thing and hit show, it pops up on the screen. Oh, oh, is that you or is that me? That's me. All right, don't touch anything. Me. <laughs> Has a little plus and it says show when you hover over the comment. Nope, can't do it. It's all you. Yep, it's all you. You have the power. I have the power. All right, so, so, Mr. Wagner, what do you believe in Colorado? Weed. I'm so ready for Carbofest, dude. Preaching the choir, pal. Preaching I can't freaking wait. Like this next month is gonna drag. Oh my god, that's right. It's a month. Crap. It is oh. a month away. You know, I just realized I never bought the freaking shirt. Crap. Did I miss my window? Yeah, they're gone, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, Phil, he's a cop. Oh, nice. Rock and roll. Carpets and milk snakes. Hey. Colorado doing carpets and milk snakes. Champion. What kind of milk snakes? For the record, I don't smoke weed. I've tried it once with, with brats, and I'm, I'm never uh, really doing it again. It was pretty overrated. Yeah, we're not weed guys. We're not. This, this is uh, and we're enforcement friendly, FYI. I didn't understand the hype. I tried it. Brats thought it was hilarious. I slept like a baby. That was probably the best part of the whole thing. Yeah. But other than that, I really don't get what the big deal is. I don't know. Unless it just wasn't really anything all that good. I don't yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because it's like getting drunk. I feel like everyone should probably try at least once. That way they can have an opinion on it politically. Like before you go telling everyone they can't have it, like try it. Sure. Sure. <clears throat> I'll give you that. I tried it. If, I mean, I'm, it's not something I'm going to go out every weekend and do. It's not something I'm going to spend a bunch of money on. Sure. I got better things to do with the money, you know, just, yeah, it is all right. It wasn't anything special. Right. Right. Yep. I would much rather spend it on fine cigars and booze. Fine yes. booze. Hondurans are awesome. I love the Annery Hondurans, man. Hmm. He commented. So you're Brandon, where are you located? Which carpet fest would you be going to? Bum, bum, bum. 
The uh, black milks, I absolutely love. The Gaijis, amazing. Absolutely amazing. I think there's only one other triangular that I like more than the Gaijis, and that is a rare Honduran subspecies called Polyzona, I believe it is, or Poly, yeah, Polyzona, which I don't even think is a subspecies anymore. But if you can imagine this, imagine a normal Honduran that gets like six foot and has a black line down the front of their nose, like a, like a old school medieval helmet yeah. and the meanest crap. That's a cool milk snake. I had some Hondurans as a kid. They were really spazzy. I mean, they were still small, so I guess it's kind of to be, be expected, but yeah, they're such pretty snakes, dude. If I was doing milks, it would be Hondurans like for sure. He it's says just, uh, it's so hard. To, it's hard to beat that orange, like that the freaking orange and black man. Oh, yeah. And the tangerines, dude. Tangerines are stellar, stellar. Uh, <clears throat> about response. What do you mean, uh, Sean? About a, a response? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they've done Southern Carpet Fest, and they didn't do one last year. I think they did one the year before. That one's in Texas. Like that one's usually with the Texas crowd and sort of that that whole area of the country. Right. It would be friggin' sweet if he had, we combined like all of them into like a Bonnaroo, like mega carpet fest. Yeah. Yeah. That would together like Ultron. Yeah. Power Rangers. The, um, you would have to do it like every, Four years. Once a decade. Once a decade. Once a decade. Make it a thing. Make it. A, make it a thing, man. You can't do it once a decade, man. You gotta yeah. do it like every four years, every five years. Gotta make it special. Hey, like, this is the one time. This is the one time in ten years you're gonna get to do this. Like you better get there, bro. It's not Haley's comet. It's got to be more than that. It's got to. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Otherwise, you and I are going to be like seven years old, you know, sitting on a, on, a, on a front porch in rocking chairs. Remember the first one? Yeah. The first mega fest? You remember the- Back the, in my day. The Morelia Fest of 2022. Ho, ho. Remember you got so drunk on Fireball, Ryan Cox? Yes, Dramarcon are literally cobras with no venom. Cox, I was talking about doing like combining all the carpet fests into one mega carpet fest, and we can get like Snoop Dogg to come and like do a concert <laughs> or someone. I don't know, Wilson Phillips, whatever. No man, you got to get uh, uh, now I can't remember the guy's name. Crap. Uh, the lead singer from Black Flag. Why can I not remember his name? Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins. Thank you, Jesus. He's a huge snake guy, or at least he used to be. He used to have all kinds of carpets and stuff. And Slash, he's got carpets. Carrie King. Yeah. Damn it! My chair wheels are not cooperating. <laughs> Ryan Cox on that maker's forty-six. Um, Sean, get in touch with Bill Stiegel at Phoenix Herp or Phoenix Reptiles, rather, and see if 
would, he knows about it because he's they the last time they did it it was at his place so either him or Evan Browder both of them are kind of like the ones that put it on last time so hit them up that is true Sean you should do that you really should get a cool logo I can tell you after helping to put together Southeast it's kind of a giant nightmare really it's kind of a pain but it also depends on who you have helping you you know I think it also depends on too is the venue I, I mean I've never been to a carpet fest this will be my first one going to Cody and Pia's but boy I imagine if it was I imagine if like you did it more normal like normal where you had like a hotel with like a room rate and the convention in there and kind of like had it like a like a it's not um, the same though, man. Like yeah. you, you do it at someone's house, you get to hang it. Like someone graciously hosts all these random people, you know. And I mean, so far from what I've heard, like no one's had any issues with anybody being shady, like doing shady stuff, and like any of these carpet fests. Like everyone's been very cool, you know. I props to P and Cody because if I were Cody and I had a bunch of people in my house with all that, the, you know, all the venomous shit that he has. I'd be pretty freaking nervous that someone was going to do something stupid, but everyone's very like last year. Everyone was very cordial. Everyone was very cool. Right. It's it's you don't get any of the riffraff. I guess would be the word, but sure, sure. You don't get uh, some guys like, oh man, let's do a shot, play the mamba. Yeah, you don't have people. You know, at Eric Burke's place, you don't have people. You know, trying to shove one of his carpets down their pants or something and yeah take yeah. off with it so yeah it's just it's it's so strange too because you know you have all these people you talk to online on a regular basis you know like ryan cox there in the chat and uh you know when you when you see him in person it's it's like when you and i first were hanging out of daytona it was yeah. it was like we had known each other forever you know it was, it was most definitely it was like i'm gonna hug this guy I'm not. I'm not really, but in my mind, I'm hugging him because I can't hug and him. And you, I, I told Brock's like I talked to you more than I talked to him at this rate. Really, he needs to step up his game. I said because Phil's like my snake soulmate, and you're. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you are, but he'll be. He'll be. He can be very. I, I can see him being upset by that. <laughs> I heard on the. I told you I listened to half the podcast so far, and uh, I heard your little thing in the beginning about snakes. Yeah. And stuff and I'm sorry. Jake, if you watch this, I is not. He a doesn't. Guy. He doesn't. I know he doesn't. It's he doesn't listen to Conjurecast. He doesn't do this. Like, he doesn't read the magazine. And it hurts. I imagine. I imagine. I'm like, look, man. I even put an ad in the magazine for him at the last issue. Yeah. Like, I need a half page ad. You got your new logo. Like, yep. We'll do it. It looks good. It looks good. He sent me a picture of his scrubby, and uh, it's funny because he he because you know I just got that um, that tannin bar, and he messaged me. He's like he's like, look at my scrub, man. I know it's not as cool as the tannin bar, and I messaged him back. I'm like, no, dude, it's cool. tell him to stop being a little bitch. Well, no, it's cooler than the tannin bar because for me to have a scrub in Florida, like I got all the licenses. I can not to sound cocky, but I can pretty much have whatever I want. But I still don't have one. Because it's such a pain in the ass to get, and they're so expensive right now, you know? So I got the tannin bar to kind of like fill my, hey, girl. Hey. 
I got the cannon bar to like fill my my niche, you know. Hey, where's yeah. my? <laughs> oh my god! So we just got a king king size bed. Yes. We set up the platform and stuff and put the mattress on it last night. Boy, I slept in until eleven o'clock this morning. Must be nice. I couldn't tell you the last time I slept in past like 10. And I'm not talking like woke up, went back to sleep. I mean like dead coma, Ow. woke up, Ow. looked at the clock, said, holy shit, half the day's gone. And then proceeded to like run around like a crazy person. It's straight brumation. <laughs> oh my God. It was amazing. It's one of those hybrids. So it's not memory foam, but it's not like a traditional mattress. It's like Good. that you thing. You purple ones, did you? No, no, hell no, dude. You can't afford that shit. Well, no, I'm saying don't get the purple one because there's a whole – I don't know if they did like a lawsuit yet, but there's this whole thing about those purple ones that there's a dust. I've heard they have like – you have to like air them out like well, crazy. because of that. I guess some guy, he set one up and like I guess he was OCD or he was, you know, a clean freak or whatever. So he vacuumed it before putting his sheets on and he pulled out like – Three pints of purple dust. And it's like, yeah, you breathe that in because your face is like on it. I've yeah, I've heard a lot about them like they smell really strong, like some weird chemical smell, which I mean when you have a whole mattress made of basically rubber, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's kinda to be expected. I guess. But this one is one of the actually furniture brand ones, and it was on Walmart or Amazon, I think it, the the king is only like three eighty. Cool, and it's stupid comfortable, man. And the pet, the platform itself was like one fifty. So I mean, we we got a like a whole king size setup for nice, like seven hundred bucks if that. Do you guys have any mammals or no? No. Okay. We're we're wanting to get a cat. Cool. Yeah, I'm I am a cat guy. So my uh, my ex got me a foldable stairs for the dachshund. And uh, it's great because he runs right up him, but he's still terrified to go down. But my bed is so tall that, like, if he jumps off, like, that's it. He's done. So I got to be real this, careful. Yeah, this platform's way lower than our other uh, frame was, which I like. Because, I mean, if it were up to me, like, with our old mattress with the box spring and stuff, it would be, like, box spring on the floor, mattress on that. Like, I like sleeping low for some reason. Like, I like being low to the ground. And this one's, like, the perfect height. Our other one. Like, if I sat up on it, like, my feet wouldn't even touch the, the freaking floor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's on my – I mean, I'm a lot shorter than you. You know, you're, you're a tall dude, so. Sleeping in the freaking clouds. Let me ask you this. Do you or Katie – I ask all my friends this. I don't know why, but do you or Katie ever sleep with your feet off the end of the bed? Um, I mean, I, I kind of do, too. but by default because – I'm longer than pretty much every bed. <laughs> I got you. No, like I, I wake up and like I'm a good, you know, 12 to 18 inches south of the headboard. You know, the dog <laughs> is sleeping above my head and my feet are off the bed. I'm like, how the hell did I wake up like this? <laughs> but, I don't know. I mean, I want to get a cat, but I'm also worried about the cat, like, fucking with everything. Of course, it's going to. You know it's going to. It's well, going no, to. here's the thing. Like, when I was living with my buddy. He had a cat, and that cat didn't care about any of that stuff. Like, never went in the room, never went and stared at stuff, didn't care about the dart frogs, didn't care about the snakes, didn't care about the geckos. You got lucky. This was the coolest cat ever, literally. <clears throat> so, 
I'm hoping maybe we can have another one that doesn't care just like Monty did, but I think my chances of that are pretty slim. Yeah, I, I like cats. I like dogs. Um, that's about my extent for mammals. I just don't have the patience or the gumption for anything else. Snakes spoil you, man. Uh -huh. Every mm. other animal. Reptiles spoil you. I was thinking about the whole dart frog thing because I was I have a girl who's who's gonna be buying a chondra from me, I think sometime next month. And she's semi local. She's up in like the Charleston area and she's like a marine biologist. <clears throat> uh, and she's like, Yeah, she's like, you know, I I go out and work with fish in the field because I can't keep them alive at home. <laughs> oh really? And I was like, that's why I keep like dart frogs compared to fish tanks, like it's incredible how much easier that whole thing is. Like the whole, oh, yeah. I think my, my dad tried fish tanks once and it lasted all of like a month or two and he was over it. He got like a big 50 gallon and we could not, well, he could not keep the freaking algae in control, dude. That stuff just took over and it was such a pain. He did everything, or at least he says he did to try and make it go away and it wouldn't and like fish kept dying and it was just like, why are you even doing this? Like, this isn't even worth the freaking effort and the money. <clears throat> I did fish for a long time, man. All Maybe. fresh water. But um, I got out of it just because I – it wasn't the work. It was – I wasn't enjoying it. I just wasn't. I, I like the reptiles more, you know. You just got to roll with what you like. And uh, I had the coolest fish, man. The coolest, the coolest you could get for fresh water. Mm -hmm. uh, predator tanks and stuff and I did the uh, like South American high acidity you know uh, dead leaf tanks and stuff yeah. which which makes you really want to have a Mata Mata and then you're like no I don't do turtles stop no no <laughs> I guess that's kind of what my tadpole tub is with the tatus. like they have I actually went to PetSmart a couple like a week or two ago, and they sell like little freshwater snails. Right. Because I had one that somehow just showed up in the aquatic plants that I had. It was a hitchhiker. Yeah. And that little dude's been kicking for a hot minute, man. He does a great job. He's like all over that tub. And so I was like, oh, I was in PetSmart, and I saw they had snails, and they were like two bucks a piece. So I was like, well, shit, I'll grab some more. Cool. So I threw some in there, and one of them, for some reason, died. Like all the tadpoles were like all over it, but they were all over like the shell. So that was kind of strange. Um, but like the other ones are doing fine and it's the same way, you know, there's a ton of almond leaf in there. So it's really, you know, the water's like that dark tea color. Yeah. Um, a lot of live plants. I got some pothos and some philodendron growing in there and then some aquatic plants. And Cool. <clears throat> it's pretty neat. I'm hoping my, my leucomelis will start reproducing soon. And I'll probably just end up keeping those tadpoles in with the patatas. And just as they're getting legs, have two separate tubs. One for the patatas, one for the lukes. Pull them and, you know, do their thing. So, Side note, back to stogies. Cohiba has a shitty glue. Can't really I'd rather have a crappy glue than one that I can't get off. Yeah. Well, no, no, I'm saying it, it, it did not come off nicely. It came oh, off oh yeah. Crap, so. I'll just have to peel another one later. Oh, uh, are those the guys? No, they're with a with a letter T. Terra something. They have um, it's all really really nice, 
for lack of a better word, brown stuff, brown plants, brown trees, very, very dead looking, but all freshwater with neon tetras and cool South American species. That are Or not. <laughs> yeah, Got whatever. Text. I actually, I follow this one page on Instagram that is basically what I just described. And it's breathtakingly gorgeous. But at the same time, I don't want to do one because it's very muted. And it, as, as much as I love it, I find it incredibly aesthetically pleasing. It's not the pretty display tank that you'd expect to have in a modern home. If that makes any sense. Dude, check this out. I don't know if you're in like MVF or the Condro groups. Uh, I'm in a couple of them, but I never look. What do you got? Well, let me put the cigar down. For That's sterile, isn't it? Well, yeah, David Brahms at Special Enclosure Designs. So he's like a really good yeah. friend of mine. He's now making these little kits to turn these Ziploc tubs into egg boxes. Oh, nice. Like it's got a little slider on it that, that allows you to open holes on the side or keep them closed. Very cool. Like Very cool. This Provide guy, man. He's that big. Like it's raised up so you can have false bottom. Like I'm going to I'm gonna have to talk to him about maybe sending me one of those kits because I'm anxious to try that. I have one of those tubs. I just bought one. I got one ordered online. I don't know where I put it. Mm. Oh, it's in my uh, it's in the room in my closet. Because that was the issue I had with the first time uh, breeding the chondros was like my eggs were getting dried out within the first two weeks. <clears throat> and those first two weeks, you want like no airflow whatsoever in there. Like you want that sucker airtight. <clears throat> and I was using just a regular shoebox and the lid was like super loose. And so my, you know, I talked to a few people and some people were like, no, they look fine. I had other people tell me like, dude, those are dehydrated because they were denting pretty, pretty heavily. Mm -hmm. And so I, I went and bought a, a bigger egg box. Cause if you think about it, I, and you may know this just from your time with fish, but apparently maintaining, uh, like larger amounts of water as far as conditions is easier when there's more of it. Way easier. Than small tanks. Yeah, much more forgiving. So I've upgraded from that six quart to like, that's like a 16 quart that I bought. Okay. So I'm anxious. If, if these freaking conjures would breed again, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, there's a lot I'm going to change up as far as the egg box and stuff goes this time around that I think I'll be more successful with. We'll see. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I have faith in you. You've done it once already. You know what I mean? Yeah, barely. By the freaking skin of my teeth. But you did it, right? I reckon can't uh, I I killed I killed all my gecko eggs this year unknowingly and I'm not I'm upset by it but I'm not I'm not disappointed because it's a journey and I look back and I can confidently say that I think they were all infertile but I'm just going to chalk it up to a learning experience and there's always going to be next year um, I found that guy or girl or whatever this is uh, tan in aquatics right absolutely stunning okay let's let that focus um, oh yeah i love stuff like that dude where it looks like the bottom of like black water swamps kind of thing yeah. gorgeous um let me find a let me find a good a good representation of what they do 
it's it's almost all that black water like you were talking about but it's all micro habitat it's it's rimless which is just stunningly gorgeous um here's one that is a uh, black background mangrove which i thought for brackish and it looks like he's got uh looks like there's some puffers or maybe some archer fish in there but hold on let me that's so cool like that like that mangrove sort of swamp looking yeah, yeah. absolutely but again it's not i don't think it's something you really want to just have on display it's definitely for the naturalistic enthusiast mm -hmm. um and then he does he, they put it on where there's no water and i get deceived because like they post so much stuff and i'm like oh my god that's an awesome arid enclosure for like scorpion geckos or something and i'm like oh no that's just a fish tank with no water in it yeah <laughs> like, oh yeah that would be freaking sweet dude like it just looks awesome it's like a nice communal group of sculpts or something yeah uh, of course absolutely you know and then they do uh like that one's pretty awesome yeah i like those open top sort of like it grows out of the out of the walls of the glass kind of thing yeah i don't know what you call it but <clears throat> if you could have i mean there's very few snakes that would not escape but if you had a species of aquatic snake that you knew wasn't going to climb out that would be so awesome mm -hmm. you know rimless seamless open top tank but the I mean, you could you right? could probably do that with tentacles right yeah I i've get never it. kept them i don't really know anything about tentacles other than that they're like they exist i've never had tentacles but i've had multiple species of elephant trunk uh -huh. and they, they never got out but at the same time they it's one of those things where you'd have to have a really big enclosure man because they get yeah big. we had a well we did that episode with um Damn it. Oh, I'm trying to, I'm reading what Cox is saying. Uh, yes, I have a douche hound and okay. Yeah. With the, with the neon guppies. Okay. Tony Doyer. We had Tony Doyer on to talk about elephant trunk snakes and he was saying the same thing. Like his enclosures for those are huge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he keeps his like in groups too, and so they have to be like even bigger than what you would normally have for a single. Right. <clears throat> you, figure, you figure if you have a single snake, you need at least a seventy-five gallon tank. Easy. Easy. Oh, I'd probably even go bigger than that. Yeah. I, well, I mean, sure. Why not? <clears throat> now, what's Speaking. funny is, uh, fish and wildlife in Florida kind of messed up. There was a uh, there's a rumor that hydrophila are banned in Florida and because they don't want them to accidentally get exposed to the Atlantic Ocean. Totally makes sense because they would totally survive in South Florida. They really would. Mm -hmm. But it's still on the application. So no one's ballsy enough to put sea snake on there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just and to I, see what would happen. Yeah. So um, I decided that next year, when I renew all my licenses, if it's on there, I'm putting it on there, and I'll see what they say. But here, and that's the other thing too. Like, where are you gonna get one? You know, like where do you find? Where you don't buy one? Where do you buy one? Yeah. You know, I'm sure someone somewhere has some. Mm. Well, there was those ones that guys were finding yellow bellies that came up from Costa Rica. 
they were finding them in like Baja California and stuff and like Southern California, but like on the beach basking or whatever, but you'd have to, you have to export that or, or not export, but you have to ship that from California or something. I don't even know if that's allowed. I don't even know if they're protected. What's today? Today's the fifth. Mm, I don't know. I don't it have my- I bought some, some fruit flies. Yeah. I hope those things are still alive. It's pretty cold. Oh, you they're to, to be delivered. Yeah. Tomorrow. Probably. Got yourself a little hot. Yeah. I got Melanogaster. <coughs> Melanogaster. I'm, I mean, I'm at the point now with frogs where I, I need to probably keep a solid five cultures going at the same time, just so I don't run out. Really? Yeah. I'm tired of like trying to plan ahead and only keep like two or three at a time. Now I'm just like, screw it, dude. Like keep as many as I can going. Cause I also had started a rice flower beetle culture too, just for in between when I do get low. Cool. But I found a, who is it here? Someone on eBay sells fruit fly cultures for a hell of a deal. I got a four pack of Melanogaster cultures for 20 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's And it's from someone who like just does fruit fly stuff pretty much. Where are they located? Uh, somewhere in the Midwest. Nice. Uh, so, Mr. Wagner, what did you see for sale, per se? I think he's talking about uh, sea snakes. I know. That's why I want to know what – Oh, like, okay. Because that's crazy. I got you. Yeah, Suburban Flies, the person who sold them. Suburban Flies. That's cool. Yes. And then okay, check this out. out too. Let me see. Show you what else I got. <clears throat> Taking it back to the days of old, and got me one of these bad boys right here. Ye old shirts. Oh my God! You found one, dude. They're on eBay, dude. I have almost <laughs> all the snake ones except I don't have the chondro one, but I have I have the pythons one. I have the venomous one. I have the snakes of of the southeast U.S. one, but they're from when I was like. 12 and needless to say i am not the same size as i was back then <laughs> so i actually put one on like not paying attention i thought it was a different shirt i just black shirt you know i grabbed it and i put it on and like it came like above my belly button and i was like oh god how do i get out of this what, what did i just do you need to get you one of these dude no my name is not tarzan where met daytona neck this year oh god <laughs> horrible Horrible. Uh, I was thinking about that when I when I was when I, I got I this one. Though I was like, I wonder if there's someone who has every single one of those shirts. I'm sure. And if if one day that collection of shirts will be worth like millions, it won't be. I don't think it'd be worth. Millions. <laughs> you know what I really want, and I've been procrastinating the shit out of it, and now I'm even more sad because my last gameplay died. Um, there's the Tell Hicks painting of the Bredeli stalking. The two AMA on the rock. You know what I'm talking about? I always wanted that painting and I still do because they're like my two favorite, like my two favorite, you know? And then my baby died and I want to cry like a little girl. Just let it out, man. Yeah. 2006, 2007 when you saw them. Crap. Where was I then? <clears throat> I was doing snakes then. Yeah. Me too. I don't even think I had I don't even think I had stuff at home back then because I was doing so much stuff with like strictly and and, and 
the old exotic and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, I don't need to take stuff home. I play with it every day, you know. It fascinates me that you you like had time with them because I'm so fascinated. After reading the books and stuff, I'm so like interested to hear because that Dragon Traders book had a decent chapter on Strictly. Uh, Years. And a lot of those other guys and stuff, and it's just like, man, Years. like I want. I wish I could be a fly on the freaking walls of those places back when and all the crap was going on, man. My, <laughs> it's like the Wild West. My first day going into the Venomous Room at Strictly, I wasn't even working there. I was working for, oh, I was working for Jay Eaton, and at the time he had a contract for reptiles and rodents for a bunch of local chain pet stores. And I was going to strictly maybe three days a week to pick stuff up and drop stuff off. And I was doing venomous then and personally, you know, and I had to pick up something for somebody, baby gaboon viper. I don't remember something dumb. And I went in the venomous room and it was right after their previous guy had passed away of old age. And when I walk in the venomous room, the walls were yellow. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Why is the Venomous Room yellow? I didn't think anything of it. And then some years later, I, when I was actually the Venomous guy at Strictly, one of the guys that worked there, he told me that the old guy, his name was Art. And Art was a good old boy. I think he was mentioned in the book. I, I guarantee you Art was mentioned. Well, Art chain-smoked like a son of a bitch. <laughs> And the walls were yellow from art. And apparently they painted it over like three, four times white and it just seeped through. Jesus. You know, which is, uh, which is funny because back then we all, we all smoked. We all smoked in our respective rooms. We smoked in the warehouse. Everyone smoked in the office. It was just everyone who worked there smoked. So I smoked in the venomous room and that actually helped me a lot with um, uh, a, a mentoring tactic um, we take breaks. And originally, we always joke, oh, Phil needs a smoke break, so all the venomous guys at, at, at the class have to take a smoke break. I was like, no. You take a smoke break, whether you smoke or not, is to break up the monotony of removing animal after animal yeah. after animal. You know? And I I really... Your mind starts drifting, man. Your mind starts drifting. And we've had a lot of accidents. Not... Let me rephrase that. Had a lot of close calls. Mm-hmm. because of that and i've since then anytime i mentor someone i implore the take a smoke break <clears throat> right you know, uh, there's nothing wrong, nothing wrong with putting yeah. you know pressing yeah. off mm-hmm. i think about that with like jim harrison a lot man think about yeah just the freaking he's apparently he's big on like meditation and yoga and stuff now or something um, if, if that's what works for him and it's like i mean yeah you kind of have to be like yeah. Leave all leave all the the cluttered mind bullshit at the door when you're going in. You know yeah. you got to be like to be on like that all the time. It's just complacency is is gonna happen. You know? Right, right. <clears throat> you know the other thing I crazy. It's crazy. The other thing that I adopted from working at Strictly, and I am not the end all be all venomous mentor, but I take pride in what I do, and. I have developed a lot of what if tactics. What if this happens? What if that happens? You know, if if five things are feasibly possible, you don't know if all five are going to happen. You don't know if one of the five are going to happen. But if you're prepared for all five, 
then it doesn't matter what happens because you're prepared for them. So right. certain things like uh, checking the door jam of the venomous room when you walk in. I learned that the hard way because I walked in the venomous room and there's a, so there's multiple procedures. So one of the first things I teach new apprentices is how do you open the door? Well, there should always be a window into your room. Right. If there's not a window, then obviously you act accordingly. Like for example, my venomous room, there is no window, but I still do the same precautions. So I unlock the room, unlock the door. I open the door, whether it be with my hand or not. And once I've cracked it past the actual door lock, I then use my snake hook and I push the door wide open. Mm -hmm. Something's on top of the door. It's going to fall down or maybe its tail is going to drape over the door jam. And I'm going to see that at the same time, the light switch should be very, very near the door because then I can flip the light on with my snake hook so I can get a better vantage point of what's going on. Um, And that's because a green mamba almost fell on my head. Jesus. And that was because whatever enclosure it was in, someone didn't secure it properly. And I, there, was a window, there was a window into the Strictly Venomous room. And I look in the window. The lights are off. I don't see anything on the floor, you know, because you figure if something's out, it's going to be sitting on the floor. And I open the door. I unlock it. I open the door. I push the hook open. I flip the light on. And as I flip the light on, the thing goes flop, flop. Bloop. And it fell the, what is it, eight feet from where it was sitting, which obviously knocked him around a little bit. And he was a little like, whoa, what just happened? which gave me time to scoop them up and throw them in a trash can, <clears throat> uh, containment trash can, excuse me, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> you didn't throw them in the garbage. Yeah, just throw them in the garbage. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, uh, most venomous keepers use a very large, uh, what is it, not hefty, who makes those big gray trash cans? The trash can company. I've trash can. We use those large gray trash cans <clears throat> as a containment vessel for multiple species of venomous. So I threw him in the trash can, assessed what I was doing, and continued. So I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about venomous. I learned a lot about animals. You know, uh, I would have Tom Crutchfield come in that venomous room three times a week. And as much as we joke about his ego, he is a wealth of knowledge. You know, I got in my first set of Bushmasters ever. They were from Suriname. I had like 15, you know, three-month-old Suriname uh, Bushmasters. And I set them up how I thought they should be set up. And Tom came in and he, he was very, uh, very, very angry and very astute. And you're doing this wrong. And I, and I kind of rolled my eyes like, okay, Tom. Okay, me, boomer. Yep. Tell me how to do this, right? And then as he proceeded to mumble, yell at me, <laughs> I realized that he's 110% correct. And I set those things up and they all did well and they all ate and we sold them appropriately. And and I, like I said, man, Strictly is a, it used to be a hell of a ride, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I met a lot of cool people. It was, it was a great time. How does one get employed by such, like in that sort of corner of the, the industry, you know, working with um, it like comes underground and, and Strictly? And so it comes down to uh, people need employees. You know, and a lot of times Strictly was infamous for hiring people that knew absolutely nothing about animals. And in some ways, that's a great thing. Well, I've heard Cam at Bushmasters the same way. Yeah. Like you want a clean slate. Right, right. No bad habits. Yeah. No bad habits, no ego, no no anything, you know. So Brute. Yes, Cox. Thank you, Brute. I have a Brute upstairs right now. How can I forget that? Um, 
but going back to the, the strictly thing is that no bad habits. You're, you have to teach them exactly how you want them to be, which is <clears throat> good or bad. You know what I mean? Um, but I, it's kind of cool when you see somebody comes in who needed a job and they're like, what's that, you know, checkerboard bellied snake. And I go, that's a corn snake. Wow. That thing looks exotic. Well, where's that from? Well, it's from our backyard. We caught it out back. <laughs> so it's good, but it's also bad. You know, you kind of got to play around with it. Me personally, I got hired because I was working for Jay. And like I said, I was there like three days a week, picking stuff up, dropping stuff off. And the owner, excuse me, of Strictly basically pulled me aside one day and was like, hey, I know you work for Jay, but I don't know how much you work for him. But if you want to moonlight with me, I need another Venomous guy because the Venomous guy I got is can't work a whole week. He's like, listen, you just come in whenever you want, clock in, clock out, you know, just however many hours you need, however many hours need to be done with the animals and just do that way. I was like, that's awesome. You know, so I worked it out with Jay. I was doing like four days with Jay, and then I was doing like two afternoons at Strictly and like Friday and Saturday at Strictly. And uh, it was cool, man. I, you know, if I had to roll in at 10 o'clock, nobody really cared as long as the animals got taken care of, you know. And uh, just the management there is a, uh, they're all characters to say the least. They're all great people and never had really any issues ever. I've also got a lot of a lot of stories for off camera. I say it's a very interesting. If anyone's read uh, the Lizard King by Brian Christie or you know the Dragon Traders, then you you've heard of the the Van Nostrands. And mm-hmm. There's a very tumultuous history there. Yeah, the, and the Lizard King is a great book to read. It's very interesting. Because it, I mean, that book is almost entirely like focused on those guys, more or less. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I know Pops was kind of displeased when it came out. <laughs> no, I can imagine. He was like, he was like, "Go buy my book, but don't read." It. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't even crack open the cover. Yeah. Yeah. Just know that I'm in it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. It's just something I've always wondered is like, you know, getting involved with like underground and stuff. It's like, how do you, <clears throat> you just pop in and be like, Hey, I want a job. And they're like, okay, here's uh, a hook. Honestly, Go clean our mambas. You want to know how I got hired underground? Yeah. Um, I was, I had just turned 18 and I was working at a different pet shop. Just a boy, almost a man. Just a boy, almost a man. Actually, I was a man at that point. I sound, my voice is the same. And, uh, and I walked in, and the manager at the time, yeah, I was in there all the time. I was in there four or five days a week. Hey, those for Southeast Carpet Fest. You got to tell me, lady. Okay. <laughs> no problem, Cox. I got you, bro. You got to remind me, though. So I walk in underground, and everyone was telling me, you should work front around. You should work front around. You should work front around. And I was like, no, man. They're like the elite. I can't do that. I don't know enough. So... I didn't know, but anybody can be a cricket boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I went in there and I was like, hey, I'm looking for a job. You know, I'm not happy at the pet shop that I'm at now. What do you got? And the manager at the time there, he's like, dude, why didn't you ask me months ago? He says, I've been looking for a guy. He says, I've been looking for a guy just like you. He says, let me talk to the owner and go from there. I said, all right, cool. Didn't fill out an application, didn't do nothing. And then the manager calls me back like a couple days later. He says, hey, uh, are you free Wednesday? I said, yeah. He says, why don't you come by, fill out an application, 
And then Ryan, who owns the owns Underground, he says, Ryan, I'll give you a call and you figure it out. I said, like, okay. Went in, did the application. And sure as crap, that Friday, uh, Ryan calls me and says, hey, why don't you, he calls me early in the morning, says, why don't you come in for an interview? I said, no problem. I said, what time? He says, oh, no, come in at like, like two. So I go and Ryan's there and he's like, hey, Philly man, how's it going? You know, give like the man hug, you know. And I just seen him like three days prior, you know, but that's, that's how it is, man. It's all big family. And he's like, what do you, what are you getting today? And I was like, nothing. I'm here for the interview. He goes, what interview? I said, Ryan, you just called me like four hours ago to come in for an interview. He goes, oh, you're the Phil. And I was like, yeah. He's like, you don't need an interview. He goes, go start cleaning cricket bins. I was like, okay, that was it. I got hired. <laughs> now the Jay. Hmm. The story is even more hilarious because anybody who knows Jay, this story is literally him in a nutshell. Um, I had been, I had left underground and uh, Wagner's out. Yeah, Sean, definitely do that. Find me on Facebook if you're on there. I know a lot of cop buddies that aren't because they don't. Want to be? But. <clears throat> Hit me up. We'll make it happen. Put you in the right direction. Woo. On fire! Go, don't go burning your dick off, dude. This uh, this wrapper is like imploding on me. It's looking a little rough. Yeah, dude. Look at it. It's like it's like a cartoon. It's like a cartoon cigar. Jesus. Like when it blew up. That's funky. So, what was I saying? Eaten. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I had left underground and – or do you know what? No, I didn't leave underground. I think I was only working there a couple days a week because I was still in college. And I was working like three days a week. And prior to working for underground, when I had worked at that other test shop, there was a little a little lady there, this cute little blonde lady, a lot older than me. And she's like, oh – you would love my son, Jay. You got to meet my son, Jay. He's got cobras. He's got all kinds of cool stuff. You would love Jay, 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 Jay. So I went online. And uh, at this time, nobody had Facebook because Facebook was only if you were enrolled in an actual university. Right. Yeah. right. And I found his webpage and I emailed him. I was like, hey, my name is Phil. This is what I do. This is what I you know, know how to do. I want to get into Venomous more. Or actually, it wasn't even more. It was just, I want to get into Venomous and take me on, you know? And I never heard anything. And then she would ask me, she's like, hey, did you ever email my son? And I go, no. I, I tried to email him and he didn't reply. Oh, I'll tell him to call you. I'll tell him to call you. So a couple months go by. I send him another email. Nothing. A couple months go by. I mean, like, this is like six months spans. Now it's been like a year or two into me contacting him with no reply. And I'm at Underground, and the manager there is like, hey, man, are you still looking to moonlight a little bit? And I said, yeah, you know, hey, I need the money. He's like, because my good friend is looking for a guy who knows how to do Venomous. I said, okay, what's his name? He goes, his name's Jay. I was like, are you kidding me? He goes, no. He goes, does you know him? I said, no, I don't know him. I've been trying to email him to do stuff for a year and a half now. What the heck? 
So he's like, all right, don't worry about it. I'll call him. So he calls Jay. Obviously, I wasn't there for the conversation, but it went something along the lines of, holy crap, I've been ducking that guy for two years. <laughs> so for whatever reason, that's how it was. And that's literally how I got hired. He called me on my cell phone out of the blue. I didn't even have his number. And he's like, hey, you know, so-and-so speaks highly of you. Come work for me. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's roll. So, I don't know. Maybe I got lucky in that way. Easy killer. You good? No. My lighter's out of fluid, so I got to use matches. So, yeah, maybe I got lucky in that way. Maybe it was the stars were in alignment, but it definitely working for all these importers, exporters, pet shops, you know, it, it, it definitely helped me learn a lot about everything. And, I, and obviously, you never are full up. You always need more knowledge. You always need more stuff. Right. Why I feel like this chapter of my life is awesome because I get to hang out with you and Jake and the, the NPR people and just like talking to everybody and Cox, man. Cox and I were talking about everything from retix to machine guns the other day. It was, it's awesome. You know, he lives 1200 miles away. I would have never met the guy, let alone had cool conversations like that with him. You know, it's awesome. Well, that's, that's something just with the podcast and stuff too. And this, and you know, like I like sort of that aspect of it helping to bring the, the community together at some point, you know, like I had Riley on the, on the last episode, which you, you know, you were busy doing whatever you're doing, but like Riley was like, yeah, I just got off work. I'm hanging out at home. Like I'll jump on. And so cool. I had him and then I had Chris from Badlands, uh, mm -hmm. for he jumped on and they had never met. Really? So I was like, you know, you don't know Chris, like Chris, this is Riley, Riley, this is Chris. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just that kind of stuff. I think it's like, that's the big thing with the Condro cast, especially is, you know, we can talk about the care of green trees over and over and over until we're blue in the face. And I guess to a degree we do, but like we see all these names in MBF and all the groups and stuff, but we don't really know much about the people that are actually posting. Yeah. So it was like, let's, you know, sort of introduce people to the rest of the community as far as like backstory and you know, what they're focused on and stuff. So I don't know. I just, I like to be a vessel. It's great. I love you as a vessel. Mm. The, uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just all awesome, man. Like I'm legit freaking happy. It's great. Yeah. You know, it's wild, too, because, like, when I heard that you were, you know, with Underground and Strictly and you hear all these, like, horror stories about, you know, all these different companies that are especially, like, importers and stuff. It's like, oh, man. It's like, then hanging out with you and stuff, it's like he's incredibly normal and, like, legit <laughs> and well-adjusted. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, everyone, a lot of importers, doesn't really matter who it is. They just they always get sort of this... Uh, stigma, I guess. Oh, guaranteed. Absolutely. Um, you you got to remember, there was it was the mantra of, if it's sick, sell it quick. Like, that's how it was, man. And that's just, it's it's crappy. It's it's really crappy. It's, it's inhumane. It's morbid. But that's how it was. And now we're getting out of that. And we've yeah. learned. And I was actually talking to a friend recently about how the 
herpetoculturist of the 21st century has very <laughs> much a, what's that <laughs> oh jesus <man. laughs> yeah yeah right if it's six sell it quick but uh it's the 21st century herpetoculturist is very much a i'm gonna piss off a lot of people by saying this it's a hipster mentality the niche makes it unique, makes it interesting, and people want to be the best at their niche, whether it be reptiles as a whole or uroplatus or pancake tortoises or knobtail geckos. It's and that stems it greater. And you've got guys like Lawrence, who is a scrub guru, and he's only been doing it for like five years, you know, and he's spreading the knowledge not holding it back, not hoarding it for himself. Right. Be the only scrub guy. And it, it's like you guys have said on the podcast before is that the, the Morelli and, and Eric and Owen talk about it a lot too, is the Morelli group of people are always willing to share. And mm -hmm. no, they're not going to give you the recipe book on how to breed ruffies. It's not going to happen. Do your homework and figure it out on your own. They're going to give you helpful tips they may help you troubleshoot a little bit, but it's still warm and welcoming and community, which we didn't have 15 years ago. You didn't. You just right. didn't. Oh, you bought an import Bioc. Guess what? It died. Tough shit. Now it's not the same way. Now it's, hey, these are things that can happen. Let's do what we know to try and prevent said things from happening. Oh, I think, I mean, people are still going to get shit for, you know, they go to Petco, see a Bioc, spend, you know, $350 on it, and it's already yeah. on its deathbed, and it's like, mm -hmm. you bought it on impulse, like, be prepared to get some shit, because you should yeah. have thought about it before you bought it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> for me, like, my frustration is with the people that are, you know, I don't know, I always, like, it's always tough for me to talk about, because I always feel like it makes me sound like a fucking snob, but, like, people who go out buy a bunch of adults, you know, be it conjures or anything. And they're like, I'm going to breed these, you know, yeah. next year. Yeah. And I, I, you're entitled to, to, to feel that way. You know that. Well, right? it's frustrating because it's like you come in, you want all the answers. It's like, we've all put in the time and effort into learning these things and figuring it out for ourselves. Like to me, it's just like, you don't just get to kind of waltz in and be like, I'm in the circle now. So for a while, I did house calls, um, fish tanks, reptile enclosures. Basically, uh, millionaires would contract me to go and clean their child's bearded dragon cage once a week. You were Deuce Bigelow for I was everything. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I did not get all of the extracurricular benefits, but yeah, <laughs> I was, for lack of a better word, that's what it was. And... Pay your dues, no amount. Yeah, no, I agree, Cox. So I would get this. I had this one guy. This guy was millionaire status, but not like Rockefeller. Like he had a lot of money. Mm -hmm. He loved Panther Chameleons. He thought Panther Chameleons were the coolest thing in the world. And he spent tens of thousands of dollars with underground buying like the nicest Panther Chameleons you can get. Mm -hmm. And he had these beautiful open air enclosures in a climate controlled room. And I would go there <laughs> throw in like throwing crickets and like miss them once a week. And then when they didn't breed, he got upset. And then he would basically, he hired another kid who was a, a chameleon kid 
like 16 or whatever. To the come. chameleon kid. Yeah. And, uh, and that kid wound up getting all the breed. And he bought incubators and he did it. And I realized it pissed me off so bad when I would hear that guy say, oh, yeah, I breed panther chameleons. And it's like, no, mother effer. You spent a lot of money and got, and, and got it that way. But then I look back and I go, when it comes down to it, his notoriety, it means dick. It's that 16-year-old kid who's probably 28 now, 25 now, however old he is. And he hopefully he's still breeding these panthers. And he hopefully he's killing it, making a name for himself. Like, good for him. Yeah. So I, I, I say that you're totally justified in feeling the way you feel, but I also have to remind myself, don't take it personally because like you've said before, reputation is going to explain itself. Right, right. You know? It's like I said, I feel like it kind of makes me sound like a, like a snob, but it's just like Cox said, you know, like we've all, we've all put in the time, we've all put in the effort. It's like you spend your whole life working towards – buying a you know a lambo or something mm-hmm. and you finally get it and it's awesome and then you have some like trust fund kid who goes and buys one it's like did you didn't earn it like that's my thing is like earning it you know not that i've done anything spectacular by any means like you know i'm not i, I don't i don't know like there was a there's a there's a, a guy that that does chondros and <clears throat> he uh he bought a ton of adults and stuff and you know, he, I helped him out at first and sent him in the direction of people. Cause he called me originally looking for some animals, uh, which I didn't have. And so I said, you know, I'll send you in the direction of some people who probably do get in contact with them. You know, I highly recommend them. Uh, and he did, and he ended up buying a bunch of condors from some friends and stuff. I'm like, that's cool. And then I don't, he just, he kind of, he just really went balls to the wall and he had talked to some other friends of mine and he was kind of talking some smack about how he's, you know, he's going to be, you know, this big name in Condros and it's, it's like, dude, like get some time with the freaking species. Yeah. Yeah. Before you go sort of acting like you're, you're now going to be up in like the higher echelon of people that have put decades into this. Right. And that's not, like I said, not that I've, I'm in the echelon by any means or anything like that. You know, I, I really haven't done a whole lot myself. I just kind of do what I want to do and, and that's it. But like, I just, <clears throat> I really don't know how to explain it, but you, you don't have to. Everything just, you said makes sense. And all of us herpers can relate to it. We can, uh, whether you've been doing it for two years, whether you've been doing it six months, whether you've been doing it three years, we all can relate to what you're saying. And we've all felt that same, What's the word I'm looking for? That same like cocky, like this this guy gets to do that. Like, you know, this guy thinks he can do that. We've all felt that, you know, and you just kind of Yeah. I just it's sort of like for me, it's it's odd because I shouldn't feel that way because what they do literally has absolutely nothing to do with me. It does not matter. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. what they're doing has no effect on me. They they lose animals, they create animals, whatever, they sell them great, good for them. It has zero bearing on me and mine. Right. But I compare that. What do you say? It's just, I, it's, it's just frustrating when you've put in a ton of time and learning and like the growing pains. 
right. of the, the hobby and stuff. Makes you, know, you who you are. You've experienced these things and you've you've dealt with the you know, you've done the, the put in the blood, sweat, and tears and stuff into it, and then just someone's like, Yeah, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do it in like six months. And it's like Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I could just it could be snobby. I don't really wanna be I just not. I, I see how you feel that it's snobby, but it's it's not. And the fact that you realize that you're allowed to feel the way you feel, but you still don't convey it more than it needs to be conveyed. Um, I, I go through the same thing. You know, I, I don't want to say that I'm self-conscious that I'm that guy, but <clears throat> like I'm a knobtail addict, man. And I know a lot of shit. I won't, I won't not to sound cocky. I know a lot of shit, but I don't know nearly as much as, uh, uh, Steve Sykes or Justin Julander or any of these guys that have been doing it for literal decades. And I reach out to them, you know, uh, 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 Joe Hub, like, dude, like, these guys do this. Like, that's their thing. I aspire mm-hmm. to be like them. So as much as I can, you know, give some quasi advice to newbies, I won't dare out overstep my bounds and say, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Or, oh, no, don't listen to them. They don't know what they're talking about. No. They do because I learned it from them. Right. Well, I mean, then this this guy got upset because you know I kind of stopped talking to him after a while after I kind of realized what he was all about. And, right. Uh, <clears throat> apparently, he he noticed that, and then he was he basically was like, you know, everyone's been really cool to me. You know, you haven't. You know, it's like you want nothing to do with me. And I'm like, dude, I just like. You're like, dude, I what, what, what does it matter? Like, I, exactly. I was like, I could have easily told you the first time you called me, like, sorry, dude, I'm not the guy to talk to. Yeah. You know, I did help him. It was like, yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not your biggest fan. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's the, the thing is like the internet, like no one's under any obligation to like me. I don't think that. Exactly. exactly. Someone doesn't like me. It's like, whatever, you know, sorry. That's not that I'm saying like, I'm awesome or anything like that, but. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I can't, I'm not responsible for your emotions. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I would say in the past three to five years, I've had a lot of people that I've learned dislike me. And it's because I was too strict and venomous. And I don't care. Which is I, just, that's hilarious to me too. It's yeah, like, but, yeah. Is I there such a thing? Th- there yeah. is. Apparently. You know? Because I don't think there is. We talked about that at Daytona. I know. You know? It's, it's asinine to me. There's there's a ton of people in Venomous that, like, legitimately, and I could say this because I know there's plenty of other people that would, that would say the same thing. Like, they have no – there's there's no reason they should be having those animals. Yeah. yeah. But this is America. You can do whatever you want. I love it when someone dislikes me and they've never met me. Like, that's hilarious to me. It makes no sense. And I recently had a, a former apprentice uh, go off on his own. And I don't like talking bad about people, but he told some mutual acquaintances that I had personally never actually met. We knew of each other, but we just right. never, never talked, never met, whatever. We weren't even Facebook friends. And he told them horrible things about me. Um, told them that I was fired from underground because I was hitting on 10-year-old girls, uh, told them that I 
uh, was bad talking them, saying because one of them works out a lot. It's like into fitness stuff. It's like I spread rumors that they were on roids and like just asinine stuff that is not relative to snakes at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just it's just mind boggling to me, and it all stems because I flat out told them no. You can't do that because it's dangerous. Sorry for trying to save your digit limb or life. Yeah. Sorry for trying to save our very small group of individuals so that we don't lose the privilege we have to keep these animals. Because it's it's not a right. It's a privilege. And I don't want to lose that privilege because you have to showboat. I'll never understand it, man. Never understand it. I don't. I don't get it. Yep. The whole any of the free handling stuff. It just it makes no sense. And I told you, man. I free handled some stuff. I free handled some stuff because I was I was <laughs> being a jerk. I've also free handled stuff because I had to, because a hook was not an option. You know, you have a 13, 14 foot king cobra. You're not going to use a hook. You have to use your hands. But I'm also not in someone's backyard throwing it up in the air <laughs> on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and, and what's funny is certain individuals like that are, I would consider good friends. They've never burned me. I've never burned them. But they're, they're, all, they're entitled to do what they want to do, you know? But when you're a student and you're under my tutelage and you're not going to do that, you know what I'm saying? It's just not going to happen. And you can't get mad at me because I won't let you use a, yeah, we're, we're, we're done with this. Cox put it perfect. <laughs> yeah. Cox How's is right. This one's actually really good. This is another archetype. This is a strange passage. Cool. Oh, cool. Cool band. Cool band. It's all right. It's not as cool as the other ones, but this is the, probably the best one I've had so far out of the bunch. I've got another one in here I haven't smoked yet. I'll smoke that tomorrow, but this one is very tasty. I like this one a lot. Nice. My lady friend, Sid, that you met the other night when we live streamed for like 10 seconds at the cigar bar, yep. she got me for Christmas, she got me a little mini cigar book. It's 32 bands with notes. So, oh, like a little dossier kind of thing. Yeah. I would. That's exactly what I called. I called it a dossier. So I'm, I'm here. I gotta, I gotta find the perfect ones to put in there. I gotta get the perfect pen so I don't like bleed on the bleed the ink. Right. I'm excited. It'll be like a nice little weekend hobby to do it. See if I can bang out all 32 in a weekend. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, I'm trying to. This one's really good. I'm trying to kind of guess the wrapper on this one. Uh, no, I did not. I'm supposed to get one in the shop this week, Cox. Um, it looks good. You know, I just hope that I hope that the fit and finish on it is not indicative of their most recent products because as much as I love the company and I still <sighs> love the, company, the fit and finish is kind of meh. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and uh, which blood? Free handling is not okay. In my opinion, manipulating an animal safely where the animal is comfortable 
and using your hands is completely different than free handling. Um, I actually was just talking to a longtime friend yesterday about touch and reading the snake and manipulating the animal to your liking, but at the same time, they're completely relaxed and comfortable to get a desired result. That I think is great. And, and building the technique of handling the animal so the animal remains calm, that is a, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great thing that takes time. It takes, it takes patience, you know? Um, reaching the cage and grabbing a snake doesn't take patience. It doesn't take time. You just reach and grab it and cross your fingers, then you don't get nabbed. So I'm not about free handling. I am about using technique to put the animal at ease to make your task of removing the animal easier, if that makes any sense. That was kind of long-winded. Sorry, guys. You know why I like this so much? Why do you like it so much? Because it has Corojo in it. I just looked it up. It's it Ecuadorian Habano, and it's got... Corojo uh, binder in it, and I'm uh, anything with Corojo. I'm nice. Just, it's Honduran Corojo at that. I'm usually not a fan of Honduran tobacco, but right, right, right. Oh, that's good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, do I have time to grab another stick or no? I mean, probably. I'm I'm only halfway through this one. So. Okay, I'll be right back. <clears throat> <clears throat> As far as free handlers go, I really I feel no remorse for them when something happens. And have no sympathy. You play with fire, you get burned. Sorry. Just like if I was driving my car like a dickhead <clears throat> and got in a wreck and wrapped my shit around the telephone pole. It's nobody's fault but my own. It's chilly. <gasps> I'm shaking in my boots. No, I really want to get him on the show though, Cox. He's he's on the he's on the list. But talking to him and that article he, he submitted on Nerodia has me kind of tempted to, which I've mentioned in previous episodes that I really don't understand the hype around Nerodia, but after seeing all the different bandits and stuff that he has, it's really tempting. I see a lot of Nerodia around here, too, especially during, uh, like, baby season. My parents have a pool, and then their neighbors have a pool, and they're almost always pulling baby uh, bandits out, so... Next time I come across one of those, I may just have to hold on to it. Give them a shot. <clears throat> it was actually really surprising, too, because if you read that article on Derodia, he actually keeps them very dry. He really doesn't keep them, like a lot of people, I think, in the past, keeping them in like an aquatic-ish, like paludarium kind of setup is what you would think they would like, but he keeps his like bone dry on pine with big water bowls that they can't tip over. really interesting i like the salt the salt marsh snakes too those those are cool 
I was seeing those too. I didn't know what the price was. I didn't ask him. I try like I'm at a point now where I, if I see something for sale that I'm really interested in, but I know I'm probably not going to get it. I try to avoid just asking for the price if I'm not serious. What's that? That looks like a Liga. Baby Liga. Baby Liga. Baby Liga. Is it a oh. nine or nine or T fifty two? Nine. <clears throat> Baby nine. Baby nine, I wasn't paying attention because I was rushed. I was like, oh, oh, oh where, where are my ligas? Where are my ligas? Oh, oh no, the dog. I have to pet the dog because the dog's being neglected inside. Oh, and then I, <laughs> I used the the Calibre that you gave me, and I literally took the whole cap off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I mean, that's that's my only complaint with those those cutters is they're really deep, and if you're cutting something small, you really gotta kind of sneak up on it. Oh, nothing is good. The only thing better than a Liga number nine is a Liga T fifty two. No, see, I don't argue that. Man. I like the nine better. I think mm, it's just, mm. and it's bad, man. Because like, woo. I'll ooh, easy, Bubba. I'll I'll deep throat some cigars on accident, and like I love the baby Liga because I literally can get up to the band, and it's just a perfect draw. Look at you. Was it a road torch? <laughs> Apparently, it's like the Olympic torch. Mm-hmm. Oh, just, just the perfect oily wrapper and just the, the perfect draw. You know, it aerates. It aerates perfectly, no matter how bad. I like. I like nines, man. But T fifty twos are my jam. T fifty twos just like that Connecticut. That that Connecticut broadleaf Maduro. Mm -hmm. On just about any cigar, and I mean, this goes for the Roma Craft Chrome Mags too. It's just, it's, it's just a fairly like one trick pony of a wrapper as far as flavor goes. Like what you get is what you get, you know. Mm -hmm. With the with the Habana that you get on the T fifty two and the Aquitaine for Roma Craft, um, you know, I don't know. There's just there's just a lot more going on, yeah, flavor wise. But I do like that size. In, in both those. It's a lot yeah. stronger than a Toro. Yeah. My only concern is that I have to remind myself to draw less in less of a frequency. Otherwise, it gets too hot, and I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, those those Connecticut Broadleaf seem to burn a little hotter. That's something I like to do, too. If I have, like, two cigars that... Like the Aquitaine and the Cro-Magnon is the same cigar. It's just a different wrapper. Like the Fiddler and the Binder are identical. Okay. But you smoke those and they're two completely different cigars flavor-wise. Really? So what I like to do is like I'll buy two and I'll smoke them both at the same time and kind of like really, you really see the difference then. Obviously, I get like the smaller size of each. I'm not smoking like two Toros. I'm just going back and forth. <laughs> right, on. right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I don't Cox, yeah, like I said, if I if I come across some baby Nerodia once it starts warming up around here, I may I may hold on to them and dry them out. Is that your way of saying Phil, get some baby band Floridas and bring them to Carter Fest for you? No, I mean we find my, there's plenty of them around here. Like I said, my parents have a pool and my, their neighbors have a pool and there's always like come baby season. There's a we get at least like two bandits out of the pool on a regular basis cool. each year. 
sometimes more, sometimes less, but. And dude, the, the, there's one red band in Florida that he put in the magazine article. Oh, dude, that thing is literally on fire. Yeah. Stellar animal. Stellar. <clears throat> I never, I like Jake's got a little Nerodia fetish and I never really understood. And I've talked about it on the podcast a lot. Like I don't get the hype with Nerodia. I like, I hate dealing with them when we find them out and about. Cause they're just, they smell horrible. They're nasty attitudes. They're just not enjoyable to me. Just like black razors. Right. Right. But after talking to Chris and reading his article, I am intrigued. Oh yeah. And I'll be honest, I'm more apt to pick up and play with a dope ass Nerodia than I am a racer. I don't even bother trying to chase racers anymore. I see them. I'm no. like, cool. See you later, dude. Like yeah. you want to talk about just not enjoyable snakes. No. First of all, I'm too fat and out of shape to chase them down. Preach to the choir, pal. Second of all, when you in the rare instance that I do manage to get one within arm's reach, it's it's not pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. I need Mr. to get I need to get bit more. I need to I'm a dude, I'm a complete bitch when it comes to getting bit. Yeah. Cause it's in our our instincts to not do that. But I feel like I need to just overcome that and just get bit. Why? I don't know because I don't like it. I want to be able to just go and grab a racer and prepare to get like chewed on. Okay. And just get over it. Like I won't lie, man. I'm, I'm a total little girl with that uh, that tannin bar because I know that if I am if I'm manipulating that animal for longer than 28 seconds, it's going to rip my face off. <laughs> that's that's like yeah, that's the issue with the chondros is like I've seen the teeth on my adult female and I've seen the teeth on my adult male. I don't want to get bit by that. Yeah, I know it probably looks worse than it really is. Yeah, but it's like I I just need to do it. I just need to like I know my female dude. Anytime I open those doors, she's like in food mode constantly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, one day I should just let her have her way with me. Get it over with. It's not. No, no, no. I'm. This is what I think you should do. I think you should, within reason, so you don't stress the animal out. Remove the animal safely and manipulate it where the animal's attention is away from you. And that way, you're not going to get bit. And you do that more frequently to the point where you can play with it for longer and not have a fear that it's going to grab you. That makes sense. No, I mean, that's like, I, she's fine when she's out. Like, when she's out, she's cool. It's oh, just when like she's in food in. mode all the time. Like, that I'm not worried about. Like, I, you know, the boy gun stuff, they're ready to go all the time. The Amazons are ready to go all the time. I know how to deal with those and not yeah. get bit. But I'm just saying, like, I just need to, like, get bit more so that when I do, it's just like, ah, whatever, I got bit. No. Not for me. Not for me. Like, one of the freaking bears, I was cleaning it out. Like, all of my bears minus. Maybe two of them are fairly spazzy, like they're young still, so they're kind of like, eh. One of them straight up like tried to gnaw on me the other night, and I was like, hey, motherfucker, and I put him back, and I was like, whatever. Like swung and missed. Like I was holding it, tried to like come up, and I was like, nice try, and like yeah, moved it, and I was like, man, I should just let it do it. It ain't going to hurt. Like that's the thing is like I know it's not even going to hurt. 
it's not the pain that I'm afraid of. That's not mm -hmm. it at all. It's just like, for whatever reason, my body, yeah, my mind is like, caveman, don't let it happen. And that was actually for when I was younger, man, for there was, that was a, like, I always, I would never admit that I was like, I hate, I did not want, like, I was such a bitch about getting bit. Of course. It's in our nature to not want to get bit. Because you'd see people on Facebook and stuff that are like, I get bit all the time. It's no big deal. And I'm like, yeah, it is. I'm sure it's not. But like now I'm like, whatever, I'll tell anybody. I don't care. Like I'm a bitch when it comes to getting bit. I don't like it. But I used to be super self-conscious about it when I was younger. I mean, I tell people flat out, they're like, oh my God, have you ever been bit by a snake? And I'm like, hundreds of times. Nothing that's going to kill me. And I don't like it. And I don't, I do everything in my power to have it not happen. But it still happens, you know. I think the last thing I got bit by was a little sand boa. Little tiny worm of a sand boa, too. I was digging for it, and it just latched onto my finger. And it's surprisingly, like, it drew blood. I was like, damn. Like, it was tiny. I was like, that thing ain't going to break the skin. The blood in the sand. That little sucker latched on good, man. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Tiny snake got me good. I can't remember the last thing that bit me, man. It's been that long. Like, not to sound cocky, but like, I just don't. I just don't really play with that kind of stuff. You know, it's probably it was probably one of my baby carpets. Like, didn't break the skin. You know, mm -hmm. it's probably the last thing I got bit by. Because with them, I just don't care. I just like there's there's no technique, there's no manipulating. I just reach and grab it, but like. That two-year-old uh, Brettles that I got, I'm mm -hmm. super like, ooh, you know, with him because I know that if I just go in there and reach him, he's going to rip my hand off. Yeah, so. Brettles, like, well, my older ones, they're not so bad. I mean, they're really not bad at all. It's just, it's just like any the the usual carpet, yeah, thing of like, hey, the tub's open, food's coming, like. Ah. Right, and breaking that, and once once you once like tap them with the hook or something, they're like, oh, okay, never mind, and then they go back to being their usual self. So. Yeah, but like, be, but the chondros, it's like all the time. Like if it moves, it's food, <clears throat> and I'm gonna kill it, and eat it. But your your big brettles, you just reach in and grab them, or do you like coax them out nicely? No, my big guy, he's. If I went in there at night and like just put my hand in front of his face, <laughs> yeah, he'd probably grab it. But usually, if I go in there and just like rub down his tail or something a little bit, like touch him a little bit, mm -hmm. he kind of tries to get away from me, which is kind of funny because when I'm in the room, he starts cruising and like climbing all over the glass, like let me out. Yeah. yeah. And when I finally do, he's kind of like, oh shit, run. <clears throat> I get made fun of by friends who like they just don't understand. I I don't know, man. And like, I know this sounds, maybe it sounds cocky. I hate saying it like this, but like I take out some really venomous stuff and I'm just super chill. I'm like the animals at peace, I'm at peace. Everything's cool. And then like, I flinch when the ball Python that's in my hand strikes at me <laughs> and they're like, dude, you have all this dangerous stuff. I'm like, yeah, but the dangerous stuff isn't going like this. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not holding yeah. it in, you know? <laughs> I will say that is that is one thing I learned just from keeping inverts 
you know, is the ability to keep something and not feel the need to take it out and play with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. There's been plenty of times I'm like, yo, I could totally hold this Death Stalker, but I'm not going to because that's stupid. You know? The best one was uh, Henry. I don't know if he's still listening or watching. Um, he, we, me and Henry were doing Venomous Underground, and they just got a shipment from Egypt, and one of the Death Stalkers came and it was dead, but it died like in the stance. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like the perfect, like the perfect cliche scorpion pose. And Henry's like, watch me piss off the internet. So he picks it up and he puts it in his hand and he takes a photo like like that with like <laughs> his hand. <laughs> it's hilarious. And then after everyone, you know, shit a kitten, then he told them he's dead. It's <laughs> you know. I have a uh, there's a picture on my Facebook somewhere. Um, maybe it's not even on Facebook. I think it was on MySpace. Jesus, that was a long time ago. We're getting old, Bubba. Um, uh, you know those are still up, and you can go back and look at them. Really? Yes. Oh I was on mine. I was on mine. It was probably about a year or two ago. It's It's got to still be up. I wonder if mine's still there. Wow. So I had a, I was working at Strictly, and a Pope's Viper, a Big Pope's, I mean, big for a Pope's, but a Pope's Viper died and it died with like its mouth open. And I was like, oh, this sucks. I'm like, wait a minute, photo op. So like, I like throated it and I was like, you know, like, look at me and it's dead. <laughs> the fangs are all out. <laughs> the things you do when you're young and stupid. I got to find that. What? It's got to, it's got to exist still. What, your MySpace? Yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, with this uh, live stream, can you put on the screen what you're looking at or no? I think I can. That's cool. <clears throat> That's super cool. Uh, let me see. Yeah, Brennan, that'll happen. That'll definitely happen lose their minds. I wish I could remember my freaking username on there. Brennan, how many brittles you got? Uh, what was... Dude, isn't it crazy going back and looking at all those old pictures? Oh, dude, it's nuts. When we were younger and less hairy and skinnier. <laughs> uh, oh, I can find the zip code. This is hilarious. Hilarious. I mean, it's still like, we. it's totally still a thing. Yeah, it's all okay, I guess there's still people on here. Nice. Parallel six. That's the way to do it. Uh -huh. All you people that live up north and oh, I get to cool my animals. Man. I gotta buy ice chests and crap. 
been trying to breed Gila's for three years. I still haven't bought the friggin' freezer yet. <laughs> so Henry just messaged me saying that he can't connect on his phone, so he's watching it on the big screen in his living room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure his wife loves that. Thank you for being a loyal friend, Henry. I love you. <laughs> All I'm seeing are Eminem wannabes. Oh, yeah? It's my face. <laughs> I'm not seeing me anywhere on here. Which you would think they would, like, clean out their servers or something. Like, people who haven't been on their profile in, like, 10 years, 15 years. No, man. Big Brother keeps funding that shit. <laughs> nice, Cox. Nice. What What do you say? This is crap. That is how a band is supposed to come off. Perfect. Perfect. I feel like Drew Estates knows that we're going to save them and puts just the perfect blue. <clears throat> Uh, Cox, yes. Um, Bredelai, apparently, if you don't cool down males really, like, really far. And I think it's probably for both sexes, actually. If you don't cool them off, like, crazy low, you don't seem to get anything out of them. <clears throat> from what, from talking to Casey Cannon about them. I wish I could remember. Actually, over my keyboard. Freaking. Oh wait, I think I remember what it was. This is the part of the show where everyone just leaves, <laughs> <laughs> except for Henry, because he loves seeing me on a big screen. Henry, how big is that TV? It's got to be a hundred-inch TV, isn't it? Page not found. Whatever. It exists. I'm sure of it. Good enough. Good enough for government work. Google. Google. How to cool Brettles pythons. Actually, I was going to ask you, I'm going to ask all of you guys, you know, Brennan and Cox and you, I want to do a push to refer to brettles as what they actually are, and that is not carpet pythons. We were talking about that on the podcast the other night. Did I not get to that part? I don't know. I mean, I'm really not bothered by it. Like, I kind of understand. Yeah, but they're not. I just want to be. I just want to be an elitist. Let me be an elitist, please. <laughs> Nothing even coming up on Google Images, man. So you're going to do, I'm reading what Cox is saying. You're going to do a albino zebra to a, to a, to a hypo brittle. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm, I'm morbidly curious. Yeah. I think it would look cool, especially. Since I'm not going to do it. I think it'd be pretty cool though. Well, let me ask you, <clears throat> let me ask you this. 
the albino zebra, I, I, I'm not a morph guy, so forgive me for being that guy, but zebra is a jungle morph and albino is a Darwin morph. So that's a hybrid uh, on its own. Correct. Okay. Interesting. That looked cool. Hmm. Speaking of beautiful mutts, uh, is Billy doing any carpondros this year or no? He is. Mm. Cool, cool. He's uh, he's doing jag ponderos again. Oh, nice. And his 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 jag ponderos, they don't have any Stevie Wonder syndrome. Uh, no, not from the ones I saw. Cool. Um, I got. I mean, I got to check them all out, and all of them seem normal to me. Hybrids, hybrids, hybrids. And Henry's TV is a 75-inch. Forgive me, Henry. By the way, uh, Brendan, I'm finding you on Instagram, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Locate your URL and username. Oh. Well, considering there's only one of you on Instagram, Brennan, and I'm assuming this is you with a thumbs up. You got You won't find much. I'm a hermit. Yeah. Assuming that this is you, it's got you with glasses and a thumbs up. I'm not going to follow it until you tell me on here that that is you. Oh, good. That is you. I'm following you now. Dude, you need more pictures. <laughs> There's one picture, bro. You're killing me here. Get them brittles up there, bro. Let's see those little red bastards. 50% caramel albino, brittle I cross. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. The only Morelia uh, hybrid I got is a F1 Diamond Jungle that actually lives at my friend Chris's house. And uh, that thing is one of the most gorgeous snakes ever. I gave it to him, we traded some snakes. And it is the meanest carpet I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. Its sole goal in life is to drain you of all of your life fluid. I actually want to breed Cotton heads. I really want to. I don't know why. Oh, and you got a pair of inlands? Nice. Oh, man. I want inlands so bad. Wait, inland carpets? Or are you talking my kind of food? Carpets. I want inlands more than I want rough scales, honestly. That drives Jake kind of crazy. 
Yeah, that kind of drives me crazy, dude. Ruffies are. I want. I want inland so bad. Ruffies are where it's at, son. The um. I want a pair of Ruffies, and I want a pair of inland taipans. I do. I want a pair of inland taipans, and I kind of I don't even care about breeding them. I just want them. I do. And now that they're like reasonable, but they're they're ba from what I gather, they're basically the same price as baby Ruffies. So I probably should just be smart and buy the Ruffies instead. At least I can play with them. Yes, Henry, type hands. There's more for you, Henry, than for me. You know, I figure you can keep one at your house. I'll keep one at my house, you know, once a year. <laughs> oh, man. What? I'm in. Oh, God. See here, we're continuing to see these and we're talking about inland carpets and brettles, and you're searching for pictures of you from 2006. <laughs> oh, is there a windscreen? Let's see it. Let's see it. All right. I don't know. Is it working? All right. Oh, wow. Whoa. Can you just enter the matrix? <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Oh, my God. There's all these ads. I don't even know what this is right here. Dude, no beard. <laughs> this is not. All right. I have, I have. I, I make no guarantees about what shows up on this freaking thing. Yeah, dude. Uh, fuck it. We're going live. This is amazing. Apparently, it just doesn't want to load. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. <sighs> oh, my God. Yeah, I remember I got that ball by the for Christmas one year. <laughs> Dude, what are you like twelve? Uh this I was probably fifteen or fourteen. Man. Man, look at that youngin. Oh my god. I kinda want you to find me, but I kinda don't at the same time. I literally like I've had the same email since high school when I had this thing and so I just did a password reset and it logged me in. Oh my god. Oh god the selfies. Jesus. The Royal Python selfies. Henry, look at that beautiful cobra food. Cox <laughs> yourself. What's he saying? I, I'm 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 not in the thing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, these had to be from like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Don't they have the dates on them? Uh, I don't think they do. I don't know how to get out of this. Oh wait, here we go. 
photo. What a great photo. You need to send me that photo, dude. One of the Nicaraguan boas I had. I mean, I can devil. tell by the open mouth. <laughs> yep. Oh, look at this. Is that all we got? I know there's more. I mean, come on. Oh, my God. So many hand photos. What were we thinking back then? There it is. There it is. That's the winner. Go to the next one. Jesus. Has your betrothed seen these? Um, probably. <laughs> I'm going to assume. How long have you known her? Uh, I mean, we went to high school together. Oh, okay, that's cool. We hated each other in high school. Really? Yeah. All that pent-up anger, huh? We still laugh about it. We're like, how the fuck did I end up with you? How did this, <laughs> how did this happen? Oh, my God. Look what Brennan put. <laughs> That's amazing, bro. Amazing. Did you see? Look at what my, my username is. I can't even see. What is it? Can you read that? I can't. It's too tiny. <laughs> I'm kind of glad you can. <laughs> look at that. Plan the perfect date night. What the hell are these ads? Jesus. Oh, wait. We got more. We got more pictures. Oh, look at this. This was, dude, this Nicaraguan right here. Yeah, was the first I ever had, and that was probably the nicest one I've seen since. That may be the nicest Nicaraguan I've ever seen. <laughs> that thing was slick. This is my first carpet. Cool. This is a regular jungle. Ah, uh, it was a cross. Okay. Oh, look at that handsome devil. What are you holding? Is it Amazon? What is it? 2006? Yeah, that's one of the Amazons. One of the first Amazons I had. That is the first Amazon I had, actually. Nice. <laughs> Look at this. Oh, it's so artistic. In the wow. bathroom. I love that's it. That's right. I love it. Get rid of this fucking thing. Adam and Eve, turn up the heat. Oh, God. As 2006? Yep. March of 06. It's cool to see the old snake pictures, too, man. It's it's awesome. Yeah, and seeing how shittily I was keeping them. They don't look that bad. Uh, they, all got, they all got plants and sticks. What's that copperhead? That looks cool. Uh, that was my first copperhead. That was wow. That's really good. 2014. That's really good looking. I was, I think, 13 at the time. Somehow, wow. my parents trusted me enough to do that. Yeah. Yeah, but you also you had a dad that was in the snakes. I had just turned. Oh, they weren't. They weren't pleased about it at all. But hey, hashtag keeping responsibly says it right here. No, that's it. I did. I wanted to make sure people knew I was on the up and up. Nice. Good stuff. Was that Nidesha? Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Very cool indeed. What else is this? <laughs> what the fuck? 
classic my photos i don't know i'm on mixes right now this is i guess i don't know what's going on huh you remember these snakes Oh yeah, I mean, this was the carpet that got me into freaking Morelia, dude. Oh yeah, this was the carpet that that sold me on that whole genus. Feel like I'm going down a rabbit hole. A rabbit hole. A time capsule rabbit hole. <laughs> Me and my buddy had these glasses. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. Dude, <laughs> and like, had... you're in uh, high school. You're in high school for this photo, dude. If you had photos like that now, they would they would they would throw you in jail. Oh yeah. Crazy. This is when I, my hair was like a freaking I looked like one of the Beatles. Did you do the, the, the head toss? The... Uh, sometimes. Yeah, you did. Some of the oh. first tarantulas I had, some avicularia. Man, I was lame. <laughs> In high school, dude. <laughs> you were the thought slayer, bro, before thoughts were even a thing. That's right. Hey. hey, look at that. Y'all better look out, man. Watch out for <sighs> jorts. All about them jorts. Load, you son of a bitch. No. Damn, son. Oh, wait, no, these pictures are all older than that. This says they were migrated in 2014, so they've been in, like, the new in, uh, MySpace for a hot minute. Wow, look at that. What is that, a yellow rat? Yeah, it's a yellow rat. Nice. Look at that. freaking monsters down here, dude. This is oh, why this is why the beard is going nowhere. I hope you everyone knows that. Like, dude, I had that peep shirt. I swear. Look, to God. I'm doing I'm doing your favorite thing with the uh, with the hook there. Yeah, yeah. If only that were a cobra, I'd be in the I cool kids it. club. Oh my god. That was when I looked worked at uh, the nature center. A little Scarlet King snake that gnawed on my hand one day. Cool. Nice looking chain king. That looks good. Well, you got a roughy in there. That looks good too. Big old monster pine. Cool. That, like scared the shit out of me on a daily basis. It's a little corn I kind of wish I had kept now looking at it. That was wild caught. Nice. Oh no, that's one 
No, that's a different one. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. What's in the classic other folder? Bum, bum, bum. Hey, Ambistoma. Oh, cool. I love marbles, man. Those are that's, uh, like my favorite native salamander. Those things are awesome. Was it a damsel? Yeah, that was when my dad had that fish tank that was a oh, yeah. pain in the ass. Do I dare look at what music I had on there at the time? My God. <laughs> There's actually probably some stuff on here I've been trying to find forever and never did. Hey, man, that's how it goes. But apparently I don't get to see any of that, so... Who's this? Music stuff. I was very big in the Slipknot. We all surprise, were. Surprise, surprise. I know, right? I don't know what that is. Old profile songs. That's. I'm still in shock and awe that we can do what we're doing right now. Right? You know, we're video chatting from. 900 miles away and it's live for random strangers to watch and I can see your desktop and see what you're doing to share with other people like maybe I'm just too analog for like the 21st century but this is awesome why is it locked you have to like pay for it or something I don't think so I shouldn't it's not their music to lock yeah. Oh, check this out. So I still have my clash ring. I got a Theris put on or Atheris on my on my clash ring. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> What's the symbol underneath it? I was I was in uh, karate for a few years. Oh, okay. so it was like a martial arts thing. Cool. Holy shit. Two thousand two. <laughs> what? That's not you. That is me, dude. How old were you there? I was 11. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> I still have this hoodie, dude. That Southeastern Hot Herb Society hoodie? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I used to put all the all the Reptiles Magazine centerfolds. I taped them all together and put them on my wall. I did the same thing, bro. <laughs> Remember, remember that one venomous issue with the Golden Cape Cobra from Namibia? Yes. That was the best centerfold of any magazine ever. I hope your magazine has a centerfold that good one day. <clears throat> Look at that friggin' hair, man. Jeez. I was a million times thinner then, too. We all were, Bubba. My yeah. higher metabolism. Yeah, right? Fun story with this one. I almost got disqualified from this tournament because I was fighting some uh, <coughs> kung fu uh, kung fu student. He wasn't the same style as me, and he kept kick, trying to kick me in the head. And I defend him like I kept kicking him in the nuts by accident because he kept like he was he was standing sideways to me, and every time he'd kick, he'd get hit in the freaking nuts. 
That'll happen. And they were like, you do it again, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get disqualified. And I was like, I'm not doing it on purpose. Yeah, right. Oh, tell me that's your first snake bite. <laughs> that was my first Amazon. That was the Amazon that oh, got me. Oh, nice. Me fighting my coworker at Walgreens. He was dressed as the Easter Bunny. Nice. This was like 2009. It's my first drum set. Good God. Time machine. Time capsule, man. That's what it is. Old, old horrible band photos. Garage band. Yep. Oh, no. Is anyone still watching this, by the way? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, nice trip down memory lane. It's nice. It's good. <laughs> Man, how this, like, is supposed to be snakes and cigars, like, or, like, and we just we just snowball, man. It's amazing. There were snakes. There were snakes. There were cigars. And then look, they're just snowballs. <laughs> Whatever. I love Don't it. Me none. I think it's hilarious that Henry's watching this on a 75-inch TV. <laughs> <laughs> My username on Facebook, if you couldn't read it, was a theorist baller. Oh, nice. Nice. I keep saying Atheris. So I know it's like Atheris. It's however you want to say it, it's dude. It's been Atheris as far as I can remember to me. And I actually, Henry and I are total weirdos for Latin, and we always jo jokingly correct each other and like try to recite some stuff. I actually have uh, like a section of notes in my phone of all like the diphthongs of classical Latin and stuff. Like we'll 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 mess with that all the time. Actually, if I spell it out, because I, I can't spell out, like out loud. Um, I spell it out. Uh, for, oh my god! You know that you're a snake guy when it auto populates on your text. <laughs> so if you were to go off of classical Latin, it would technically be atiris. Sounds like the Greek version. Yeah, it would be atiris. It would be because there is no th, right? And then the right. e, the r would be r, and then the i would be e. So it'd be atiris. But no one's gonna ever say that. Yeah, <laughs> go to like the freaking uh, Venom conference they have and <laughs> go yeah. up to the podium. <laughs> I'm yeah. here to talk about atiris. Atiris. Well, it's like uh, like Nephris, right? Everyone says Nephris. It's not Nephris. It's Nepurus. I always said Nephrurus. Yeah, or Nephrurus. Yeah, Nephrurus. It's phonetically that's how you would say it. Nephrurus. Like Trimeresurus. Yeah, uh, but it's Nepurus. It's I hard to pronounce it. Trimeresurus, not Trimeresurus. 
Isn't it Trimerosaurus? Probably. Yeah. Tri. It's actually Trimerosaurus. Hold on, now I got to spell that out. Nitrohaligning. Trimerosaurus. That auto-populates too. Yeah, Do you was, know what the difference is between Trimeresaurus, Pariahs, and Cryptolytrops is? I feel like they keep doing a merry-go-round of like, oh, this one's in this genus this week. Yes. Next week it'll be in Pariahs. Next week it'll be in Cryptolytrops. So I'm not a taxonomist. Why not? So, but I, to the best of my knowledge, Cryptolytrops is essentially the broad-headed traversals. So, like, you've got a sect of animals that is endemic to Southeast Asia that is has high traits of traversers, but physiologically has different... I don't want to say bone structure or something, but, like... Right, like both, physiologically different. Yeah, physiologically different. Cell <laughs> counts and microbial DNA and all that crap, but to the best of my knowledge you can kind of look at them and go, okay, that one's got the broad head. It's probably cryptolytrops or whatever. But Henry and I talk about this once a week of how you, if you ask Nipper and you say, how do you, what do you call a Pope's Viper? He's going to use the genus name Popium. Mm -hmm. And that is literally like 30 years old or, or longer, maybe like 50 years old. And they changed that like mid 20th century. So, it, but it's still it's still attached, like it's still there, you know. Yeah. I mean, we would always we would always call them Tremersaurus, but or Tremersaurus, but it's it's got to be who taught you. Or it's like chondros, man. It's like chondros. They're Morelia, but forever yeah. we're gonna call them chondros. Yeah, that's just because it sounds cooler. Yeah, um, and, and that's and it's not even that it sounds cooler. Oh, Henry just messaged me. Tree me Oh, now I, hold on. Tremoreserus. Here's Henry correcting me. I love you, Henry. That means he's still watching, which is hilarious. Tremoreserus. <laughs> so, Tremoreserus. Tremoreserus. If we're going off of the way that Henry told me to do. <clears throat> you need to get your hands on some of those Schultz eye. Yeah. Yeah. Those things are smoking. Yeah. What's um the one ooh, that ooh, ooh. in February, Cody and Pia just got one of those recently. Really? Yeah. And I am because I usually take my camera when I go down there and I take a bunch of pictures of their stuff. So I am jonesing <clears throat> to get some pictures of that freaking thing. Yeah, man, that would be that would be stellar. Um Henry and I were talking to he's got a friend in, in Indo that he's been commiserating with on Facebook. About getting um, um, this one, actually, I think it's Cryptolytrops now, and I can't remember for the friggin' life of me the species name because I'm on. That's him right there telling you. <laughs> he says Tremersaurus is a catch-all. That's why stuff comes in and out all the time. <laughs> so now I'm gonna actually. What's funny is I was about to text him this question. Not realizing that he's listening. Henry, what was the species name of that really, really dope, awesome one that you and I love so much that's the purple and white? And now I can't for the life of me remember what it is. I think it's Cryptolytrops 
something with an L. L Latisinctus. Latisinctus. Those ones we keep showing pictures to each other of when we see them. Yes, dude, the Latisinctus. I need that. I those things are freaking sweet. I'm telling you, man. If those like if Transformers came in the form of a snake, yep, that's what it would be. It looks yeah. like a freaking Decepticon. Yeah, and like as much as I love Wagglers, like the Sulawesi Wagglers, the Sumatran Wagglers, like they're gorgeous. They don't hold a candle to the Latisinctus. That thing is just. Uh, what is it? Those um, what is it? The Sumatranus. There's another one that's it's on the cover of a book. Oh, which one is that? Got it. Those Here are we... those are sweet too, and you don't see those. Which one? Ever either. I'm trying to remember. You look at it. Oh, that's right. Henry just corrected me. It's not Cryptolytrops. It's Tropodilemus. Is it? Yeah, which is which I always say is which I always say wrong because <clears throat> the A E in classical Latin acting as a diphthong is tropodilimus, even though it's A E. So tro so tropi tropidolimus. Yeah. Yeah, the Sumatronus is the one I'm thinking of. Those yes. you don't see often. Those are freaking dope. I gotta be honest. Before I got um, like back into carpets, like maybe six nine months ago, mm -hmm. I was hunting for some Venusus. You know, little Christmas tree looking those ones. Those are sweet too. Yeah, those are freaking really awesome. Wanted ones of those, and then I was like, no, I'll just I want to do carpets. Let me get back into carpets, and I spent all my money on that. But now all of a sudden, dude, all these uh, Latisinctus pictures are coming out of the woodworks, and I'm like, whoa! And the Malcomai. Sumatras, Malcolmai, and uh, McGregor are all like probably my favorites. Yeah, we have a McGregor at the farm, but it's not the like lavender that it's supposed to be. Um, Henry says that it is also Tropodilimus sumatrana. And well, Google says otherwise, Henry. He's trying to get that too. He says, <laughs> but this uh, says they're pariahs, though. Do they? See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what's so frustrating. It's like, are, which one are they this week? Yeah. It comes down to, you have to look at the at the describers. So whoever described it, if you have more of a unanimous vote on that, then rock and roll. You know? If eight out of ten taxonomists say, yes, it's Tremerserus, well, guess what? It's Tremerserus. Flavo Maculatus are pretty cool, too. Yeah, Flavomaculatus are awesome. But going back to the McGregor eye, the one we have at the farm is like a gray color when you can barely see the, the patterning. And mm -hmm. I kind of like it because it's unique, but it's still not the lavender that I want it to be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're so freaking expensive. That's another cool thing, too, is when you go to P and Cody's, they, they have a big focus on Bothriacus. Yeah, I know. They got all the they got all the so they've got they've got so many. Yeah, it's awesome, dude. Those little Bothriopsis or whatever they are right now. Bothrops. They'll never be Bothrops, dude, to me. Like that is that doesn't look anything like a Bothrops. Like it has a slight resemblance. Yeah. And Cody says the same thing. He's like, they will forever be Bothriopsis. <laughs> those bilineata they have are just they're so freaking cool. It's supposed to be Bothriacus, right? Or no. No, those they were formerly Bothriopsis and now they're Bothrops. Those bilineata. Right. 
I've had, Bilen, I've had Bilen Yada before. Yeah, he's got a bunch of those too. He's produced a good bit of them actually. Henry just messaged me, said that the it is uh, Harias now. Wherever, this week, wherever he's getting it from. I mean, I trust him. He's he's as bad as I am. <laughs> <laughs> that crap. Oh God, he just sent me something. What did he send me? What is this? It's a bag of baby vipers. What the heck am I looking at, Henry? See, I wish I could show this on on the live. But But yeah, man, I I'm not a tree guy, a, a tree guy. I'm not an arboreal guy. But I have, I have a mad appreciation for him. Like, I have my squams. I love my squams. And, yes, I want some of the other tree vipers. But, like, I thought about it, man. Like, hanging out with you and, like, your 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 love for conjures. Like, I thought about it. I was like, I could totally put one in the, in the living room and, like, make it look pretty. And I was like, no. I, I just don't want to. <laughs> if I was keeping exotic hots, dude, it'd be... Wall to wall, arboreal, small stuff. Oh my god! Yep. Oh, scouring that that picture he sent me is it's a bag of <clears throat> baby vipers, and that's from his friend in Indo. It's just a mixed lot. Yeah, it's like a grab bag. <laughs> no pun intended. What sucks is because I'm on the PC, I'm getting the messages on the on the MacBook before my phone gets <clears throat> and like it keeps going off, going off, going off. Can you hear the ding ding on there by the way? Oh yeah. Oh well that's annoying. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize that. My apologies. Oh, I'm being yeah. summoned by the old lady though. Yeah, I fair I was actually just, I was saying to myself, at, at midnight we'll call it a night. So I enjoyed this. This is good, man. Yeah, dude. And it will forever be on the YouTube. For it will. Look back in another 20 years like MySpace. <laughs> right? God. Hopefully it'll be better. Better uh, remembrance than, than that. Yeah. Most it won't definitely. be as cringe-inducing. Yeah, right? But <clears throat> I have no issues with people laughing at my my pain. I'll find some old pictures. I'll send them to you so you can use them. And, <laughs> Please do. <laughs> you know, me with uh, no beard, bald head, shaved head, looking like a skinhead. <laughs> something. So. All right, bud. I will talk to you tomorrow. All right, dude. Good night. Later.